BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What is up, Gypsy gang? We're back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast and really stoked on this one. Benny Marnie is one of Australia's rising superstars in the boxing world and he's just an all-round legend too, to be honest. He um, is a guy that I have had a bit to do with over the past year uh, as he's been working out of the CMBT training uh, facility here in Burley and uh, just getting to see the way that he operates, getting to see um, the way that he interacts with people. He's a really, really legit dude. So, uh, we've been wanting to do this one for a while and we're just waiting for the right time uh, and today's the day. Benny's got a flight coming up this weekend uh, at the Gold Coast Convention Center uh, so we wanted to get this one in before he gets in, gets another knockout win hopefully. Um, yeah, awesome guy and I'm stoked that he was able to make this one happen. Um, we're brought to you today by the legends at CMBT uh, Nutrition absolutely incredible product from an incredible group of guys um product out of burley here as well they're a huge supporter um of our shows and we put them on the the combat episodes obviously it makes sense um with combat athletes like benny and levi jones leary but i use their products constantly um the protein is something that i use after each training session and i pretty much do not train um without a mixture of their uh their bcaa so the guys do an incredible job with their products they're huge supporters of the show uh to find out more you can head to cmbtnutrition.com.au uh, and you can also use the code gypsy gang to get you 10 percent off at check out uh, we're also brought to you by the guys at Macro Kitchen. You can head to macrokitchen.com.au, a local burly business uh, that does some really, really good meals if you are kind of like me, bit of a busy person on the go, bachelor pad, you know. I try to cook. I like to cook, but um, look, not much of it goes down. So end up relying on the Macro Kitchen guys pretty heavily at times. Um, you can head to macrokitchen.com.au. Fresh meals, never frozen. They do delivery. They do install pickup. And you can also eat at their Burley location. Um, and we're also brought to you by the guys at Crick's Tweed. Crickstweed.com.au. Ask for Kyle. He is the man. Uh, I've been rolling around in a brand new Triton. Uh, well, it's not brand new now. It's 12 months old. And the thing has been absolutely epic. Uh, I'm about to embark on a bit of a voyage down to Coffs Harbour this weekend. So I'll have four hours in the Triton. Um, and yeah, I absolutely love that thing. It's been incredible. So the, uh, the service as well from the guys at Cricks has been absolutely amazing. Um, they're just the, the whole Cricks family. They're one of the best brands in the game, uh, in this area, the Southeast Queensland, Queensland region. So cricks.com, uh, and ask for Kyle. He is the man. Uh, and we're also brought to you by the guys at Boost Mobile. You can head to boost.com.au to find out more information, uh, on Australia's best prepaid service provider. Uh, I myself, I'm on the $300, 240 gig. It'll last me a really, really, really long time. Um, 
So yeah, they're on the full Telstra 4G network. Uh, best in the biz, hands down. Boost.com.au. That's it for the ads. Uh, really stoked for Benny Money. He is a really good dude. He's the kind of guy that should have a platform. Um, and it's pretty rad that he has the platform that he does now. Um, excited. I wish I could go this weekend. Honestly, would love to see um, the great man at work. But I'm going to have to get one of his next fights because uh won't be around but good luck on the weekend benny thanks so much for your time mate uh three hours flew by you're a g enjoy i'm not doing oh, that, yeah, I'm not doing that. Uh, you know one of the things with this studio was uh thank you when I was in America, I spent a ton of time in, in like Appreciate recording it. studios yeah. with artists. Yeah. And I really got legitimately inspired by the way that people treat those studios. Yeah. It just seems like super disrespectful. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, just chuck the gum there. But it's like, I don't know. I feel like there's something in that. There's like something that creates a vibe. It's like, oh yeah, fuck that. Someone pissed over there one night. And did this. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just, yeah. just creates a bit of that, a bit yeah. of that rock star vibe, you know? Oh man, I'm not, I, I can't, I felt bad even putting that in that. You're good. You're yeah, Gucci. You're good. the star of the show. Stop it. So, Benny Marnie, he's here. He's fighting this weekend for an Australian title now. Yep. Um, I want to start this off in a little bit, maybe like a random place to begin a podcast like this, but a personal observation from being around you for the last, I don't know, maybe six, 12 months is you look like a guy that is really embracing what's happening in your life. And I think that it's sort of something to be celebrated that probably doesn't get celebrated enough. And I think that people that are on this trajectory that you're on, they get to this level and then they start to feel like, holy fuck, I'm actually accomplishing the shit that I set out to do. That's the time when in Aussie culture, you can get pulled down. Yeah. But it really seems like you are okay with putting yourself out there. You're okay with the success that you're having. You're okay with the people that are looking up to you. It seems like you've accepted it and you've kind of moved past it. And I think that that should be celebrated. hundred percent. You got to celebrate the small wins. You know, when I first started this, I was just a little skinny 14 year old 13 year old in a tie boxing gym with really no direction i just wanted to fight and be the best that i could and just be better than i was the last fight you know and i've ended up you know i had a 40 fight tie boxing career i've had the 10 and 0 boxing i've got a massive fan base um on the gold coast especially which i'm super you know appreciative for um and it's awesome every day i wake up and like right now i've got four different sponsors on you know rolling in here with you guys i think it's it's a privilege and i think that you know when you've been at the the bottom end of it mm. it all becomes so much more special because a lot of guys don't understand what it's like to have nothing they yeah. just know what it's like to walk into something you know for I, I when i first started i had nothing and you know coming off me and my coach and my family and my friends we've built all this from that you yeah. know from scratch of course i celebrate the wins man every little sponsor i get on board every new fan though i get messages on the daily basis of people saying you know good even if it's just a, a genuine good luck for your fight yeah been following you it means so much to me and um yeah that's massive for me i love it yeah would you agree that it's hard to embrace this kind of thing though like did you go through that to a point like maybe right before you kind of you 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 hit that um you hit that point 
is it feel like you kind of almost don't want to celebrate those things you don't want to put yourself out there as being super appreciative uh, and acknowledging the for, for me man i love it honestly mm. like this is all i've ever done i've, I've never I've, I've you could look at my job resume you'd just laugh at it it's been horrible of every job i've ever had this has been first priority yeah um you know I, every day i wake up appreciative i've never really struggled man like you just said like I've, I've never struggled with that like for for me it's a blessing to wake up and chase my dreams i feel like yeah. i'm at this point in my life it's doing myself an injustice yeah. not doing this man so um getting up and going for a run in the mornings being able to go to the gym do clients you know network with all the people i'm doing it with I'm celebrating every small win and enjoying the process because, you know, everything could be gone tomorrow. Yeah. Whether it's working, job, family, friends, it, it could all be gone tomorrow. So I'm just going to soak it up while I got it and, and ride the vibe, man. You look at all those guys at the top, they're just living. Yeah. You know, it's, it's easy to fall off when you get so caught up in your own bullshit and you start yeah. thinking that you're the man and you're thinking, yes, I'm acting like a bit of a gangster. We're not. We're just normal dudes. Um, I just love this shit and I just want to do this for the rest of my life or however long I can do it for and I know it's not going to be forever Yeah. so I'm just soaking it up while I'm doing it and making the most trying to capitalize on every opportunity I can get it's cool man it's it's been cool to watch dude and and because I mean yeah you, you start to get a little bit of success and you start things start because it's this shit like what you're living right now it starts as a vision that only you believe hmm. and that might be just you believing that vision for a really, really <laughs> long time. Yeah, yeah. And people, that's kind of like a secret thing. Like not a lot of people will know exactly the picture that you've got painted for yourself yeah, um, in yeah. your head, you know? 100%. You know, I I'd, every time I was fighting Thai boxing, you know, it got to a point where I was like, I want to be a Thai boxer. I want to go to Thailand and live the Thai dream. And then I got to like 19, 20 and I was like, I want to do K1 kickboxing. I want to go over to holland and or poland or whatever and, yeah, and, yeah. and do that and i want to be a k1 champion and then i was like all right i want to do a bit of boxing now i want to be a boxing world champion you know and i think this is where i belong and i think i finally you know found what i really want to do but you know every time you have a new i suppose uh, idea of what you want to do for your career you just yeah. have to have unforgivable relentless belief for yourself and you just got to send it 100 percent. and like i've been i've been saying it since a young age man i could go back on my facebook stories and find yeah horrible quotes that i used to say when i was a kid <laughs> emotional little teenager but yeah. it's still kind of the same moral now but yeah man massive so this fight this weekend where where does this like i guess rank in obviously i feel like in the point that you are in your career every fight's kind of getting like bigger and bigger and bigger and closer to the world title Yep. Um, implications but so what's the kind of background on this fight because um, you fought again uh, fairly recently November. so you've been yeah. pretty pretty active like where paint the picture for people that don't understand where you are in your career I guess for me it's in a hard situation um, I'm Simon Tasman and they're doing a brilliant job of uh, managing me and getting me fights but um, I'm in a tricky one because I don't have the ranking and you know there's not a lot of money in my fights just at this point so the guys, you know, that are on the upper echelon that are bordering world titles and all that kind of stuff, guys like Zarafa, Tim Zhu, there's no point of them fighting me, understandable, because I'm a hard yeah. fight, I'm a really hard fight for them, but they're not getting money, they're not getting progression, I wouldn't fight me either, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's, you're it's, a big time B side, yeah, yeah, like yeah. skills aside. Yeah, like if you just yeah. put skills out of it, business wise, it's like a you're the big time B side. For yeah, that fight. There's, so there's kind of no point. But then the guys below me don't really want to step up and fight either because they want to mm. get a good record. So you know, even my last fight, I had Benjamin Hussein step up and fight. He was two and zero, but he was like seventy eight and six as an amateur, a really big amateur career. He was a very good boxer. Um, you know, and I got that. I got that win. 
But, you know, it's in a tricky spot. Now, Chris George has been inactive for about two years, but you can see he's been fit, still been training and stuff. Um, he is just being put back in the rankings. He's number 40 in the world yeah. um, in the overall in box rec, and he's number three under Tim Zujef Horn, and he's at number three in Australia now. So, Oh, so um, the, the guy that you're fighting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, okay. so he's still he's a, he's a top player in here, even though he's been inactive. He's, you know, I, I take that with a grain of salt too because the last fight I had was November, but the fight before that was the October before that. Yeah. Um, and I came in and, and put on a show. For, for me, inactivity, yeah, it is, you know, a killer of athletes and stuff, but... As if you're training and once you've had a certain amount of fights you don't lose it man yeah. I, I could have five years off and come back and still or i can know how to beat 90 percent of the guys today you know what i mean i feel that i'm not taking it lightly um chris his last fight was josh kelly um which is huge he's one of my favorite boxers so they um that was his last fight he had before he retired um and yeah so this fight's for the australian title it's a big name it's a big scout um, my rankings will go up it's it's all in the right direction to progress yeah um and like i said i'm just focusing on that for now after that fight you know we'll look at fighting for regionals all that kind of stuff we were supposed to fight for a wbc um title which yeah. is a regional belt but um the opportunity has come up to fight for the australian title and for me if i fought for a regional there's no point in coming back in three fights and trying to go for the aussie let's yeah. just get the aussie now establish my name in australian boxing period then move on and then start chasing the bigger fish but chris george is a is a big name and not to be taken lightly so where do you think if you get this win where do you think that puts you in the rankings like does that shoot you up pretty quick realistically man you should right yeah realistically i should be number three in oz mm. um i'm not 100 percent sure how the rankings work there's like the a and bf rankings as the box box rec rankings um but it'll put me at the top as current champion um in a perfect world it'll put me at number three and i don't know how the box rec work but i'm i think i'm like 114 on those rankings so it should put me well into the top 100 yeah um so yeah massive progression fight um and then to see what comes off that yeah that's awesome yeah is the the boxing like the australian boxing scene it seems like from a an out like i would say i'm an outsider like i have no real Mm. insider information into it but it seems like COVID almost was not like a good thing but it's i feel like i've seen a lot more local boxing events and like big stadium like we had the there was Suncorp Stadium. Um, the Gallon fight yep. was pretty big. It seems like there actually is quite a bit of local buzz yeah, going on at the moment. 100%. And it, I'm I'm assuming it's because not a lot of travel. Um, guys like Dennis, the last time he fought, he fought in the US. So yeah. I don't know. It's, I, I, it seems I think it's like great. the industry is yeah. kind of doing its thing. Hundred percent. I think it's great because it, it forces the guys. You know, there's a lot of guys that are on the border, like you know, like the Zarafas, like the Timbers. They're bordering world title fights, mandatory yeah. positions, and that kind of stuff. It's, but it's kind of forcing their hand to fight domestically and it's giving yeah. the guys that aren't necessarily getting the shots that kind of deserve it the chance to, to get those shots. And, you know, they got, they're they going to go and do what they're going to do anyway, but there's been a lot more domestic matchups that yeah. has been awesome um, and, and it's forcing our hand to fight each other. And I, like, like you said, man, I'd rate it. I really, really like it because then it can really you can clean out your own backyard. Yeah. Um, it's given me the opportunity to fight um, last November. It's given me the opportunity to fight now. And, um, you know, obviously I want COVID to fix up ASAP, you know, so it's a horrible thing. And But you got to make the most of it yeah. in whatever situation you're in. So, yeah, this, I think at the moment Australian boxing's in a really good place. Because if you think about it, if you're a guy like Dennis, a mm. guy like Tim, you want to be looking for those world championship yep. fights. But you'd think that there's an opportunity with those guys not being able to go overseas to really you could actually push the sport forward like years now just by having these really high level and it's it seems like it uh 
it's big um it seems that they're big events yeah you know what i mean like that it seemed to generate quite a lot of buzz which for me before this covid period it didn't seem like that was normally yeah. the case like you'd kind of watch like a guy going overseas you know yeah yeah no nah, it's awesome Every, everyone's eyes are turning to australia you know we've got a massive staple like jeff horn did his thing yeah dennis hogan did his thing tim zoo's doing his thing um, you know, we, we've had a lot of big names. Cambosis is on the cusp of fighting for unifying the division, fighting against Tiafoma Lopez in the US. Oz boxing, man, like we're on the map for sure. And what what do you think it is with just Oz boxing in general? What do you mean by that? Like, what what do you think is responsible for the push of yeah. of Oz boxing? Because shit comes in waves. Yeah, eh? it comes and goes, man. I think you know, obviously Jeff Horn. The the initial start of all this coming back was, I think mm. Jeff beaten Pac-Man. Yeah, I think that was supposed to be a, a whitewash. Jeff yeah. was Jeff was the mandatory, and he was I think supposed to be like a pawn for to get the attraction, which is Manny Pacquiao come over and watch him do his thing. And Jeff ended up pulling the win out, and yeah. everyone's like, "Holy shit, this is awesome!" Um, and then Jeff went on to Fort Crawford, knocked out uh, Mundine. And then went on and did his thing. And then by the time that all happened, you know, Tim's come up the rankings. Yeah. Dennis fought Mongoya over in America. And I thought he won that fight. Like, it's just blown up since. Cambosis has got this big fight coming up. So, um, and in the meantime, all the guys like myself. And, yeah, I was going to say, then yeah, and we're, and we're, at the and, Yeah, and we're just running around killing it domestically. So, it's, it's, it's awesome, man. You know, a lot of people talk about the influences and shit, hating it, hating on it and stuff like that. Um, I don't necessarily think they're boxers and i don't necessarily think that they have the same respect as boxers obviously but you know, everyone's blowing steam on it going oh shit i hate it but you know if you can get a influencer with a million followers and you get five hundred thousand guys tune in they put it on a big card they tune in you know two hours prior and they see three fucking amazing yeah, fights absolute killers, and they go yeah. this is boxing this is sick and then they yeah. see their guy fight you might get a couple hundred thousand permanent fans that are willing to pay $60 per pay-per-view which then pays the fighters more which yeah. gives the sport more exposure like I think it's a great thing and I think that just with all the, the shit going on in America with the influences with the the steam uh, the guys that are steaming through Australia I think just boxing is at a really really high point right now I'm, I'm frothing it yeah yeah dude, it seems like something you can follow yeah. as an Australian fan yeah and that's that's what a sport needs like you really need to have a dog in the fight in yeah. in this game to really pay attention you know yeah 100 percent. we've got heaps of guys to follow too man we've got heaps of stories to we've got heaps of guys coming up guys that are there guys that are on the way out we got we got it all at the moment yeah that's so sick I, you think too like gallon man gallon's been doing this influencer shit for yeah. a long time like he yeah. he actually is a pretty legit boxer these yeah. days you know man honestly like um I've, I've never met Gal, but he seems like a, an awesome dude. Um, but he's fighting Big Daddy coming up. Yeah. I think that's a bad fight. <laughs> I, yeah. think, I think Daddy's going to kill him. But, I thought Mark was a bad fight. But the thing about Mark Hunt is very unfit. Yeah. Um, obviously, didn't really take it too seriously. Every time he touched Gal, Gal's legs would buckle. Yeah. If, if Mark Hunt had some more steam and could follow that up, he yeah. would have stopped the fight. You know, he's one of the most dangerous dudes in the world in, in his prime, you know, yeah. so... I do think that he took that really lightly and he just got outboxed because he didn't have the steam or the whatever to, to do it. But yeah. um, I think Daddy's going to come in and try and prove a point about boxing versus, you know. But Gail's done awesome. He's yeah. He's gone fight to fight to fight, one, one, one. Um, he's got heaps of gas. He's putting it on his opponents. He's 
he's working the inside, the outside. Yeah, he's, he, he's trying to know, box. And eh? he's been doing it for a long time. You know, yeah. it's not like he's had one or two fights. He's been doing this legitimately for a long time. So I've got all the respect in the world for him for sticking it out. Yeah. Um, and man, I hope he puts on a banger against um, Lucas. Yeah, yeah, dude. I th- yeah, I think you're right. Especially you get a guy like Gallon. People love to hate him. Yeah. Like that's the if you want to talk about transitioning into a sport where people loving to hate you is a really good thing and good yeah. for business go straight to boxing man it's publicity you know, yeah they always say any public publicity is good publicity so but man i like, like i said a lot of people that are in the know <laughs> uh, a lot of people in the know you know have a lot of respect for gal because like i said before yeah. he's stuck it out he's had the fights he's been in there and got his hand raised against mark hunt regardless of what condition he was in he, yeah. did, he did it yeah. so you can't knock him dude i was at uh, i was at tiger muay thai and mark was doing a camp and i got to watch him hit pads and i was just like gross fuck all this dude like there is no way i could get paid to stand and have that dude throw his fist at me no he's a heavy hitter man and you can see when he gets him gallon's a big dude yeah and mark hunt just like love touched him with tens and his legs were buckling you know you couldn't picture him fighting someone in four four ounce gloves oh it's gross uh, what what fight like if there is tens what they should be fighting in or is that extra padding boxing so if you're I believe it's ten if you're um, super welter which is my weight which is sixty nine eight five and up I think you're in tens yeah. if you're welter sixty six six and down you're fighting in eights yeah um, but like a lot of those fights that they do I know whether it be the influencer cards or whether it be the the footy crossovers and stuff I, i'm not too sure maybe they're, they're corporate fights i don't know if they're 12s or yeah, 14 yeah. 16 i don't know Every, everything's different you know yeah. you can go to a corporate show some guys have headgears on some don't you know yeah so i'm not too sure yeah yeah no fair enough are there any influencers in australia that are seriously talking about boxing that that like legitimate could legitimately do it properly i'm gonna give a big shout out to my, my mate mitchy orville he's um Dude, right yeah he's yeah. he's been you know he had he i think he had he told me he had one a while ago um a few years ago and he's really not happy with the way he fought because he kind of just jumped in and did the whole influencer you thing. got a prep yeah yeah you know and he, and he, he said to me now because he's been training consistently man i've been training with him twice a week yeah um he's sparring on the saturdays as well from the beginning of the year and he has progressed so much it's actually crazy um, and he's fully like he's he's got this thing he's running 3k a day for 365 days Dope. um he's lost all this weight he's looking really fit yeah. and he's he's like he's like i want to fight but he goes i respect the sport so much more now that i know what's involved in it like we've been the sparring week to week to see how he's progressing everything's tightening up his cardio is getting better he's starting to get a box his brain he's starting to think so um he wants to have a serious fight he doesn't want to go in as you know because he's got a big social following that's yeah, yeah. you've got to use that to your advantage but i think he wants to, he definitely wants to go in later down the track and have a fight and look like a boxer yeah and man so yeah he's been killing it all the boys that have been andy's in there as well right he's uh is it andy what's his last name um Fergazi. Oh, Adam. Ad- Adam. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adzi's Andy, in, sorry, uh, yeah, no, Adzi's in there, and we got Chris Black, and we yeah. got yeah, there's J- like Jamie Duran, we got yeah, yeah um, Tim Hanley, we got all the boys that were here. They're all giving it a red hot yeah. shot, and you know, a lot of people take the piss, but the, the boys are training hard. Like I've been yeah. there every every Saturday, and they're all there boxing. Um, I remember with Tim. Tim came was here for a couple of days, and I was like, oh, I'll just hold some pads for him, see how he goes. He wanted to come in for a session with who? Tim Hanley. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, and yeah. Man, he almost like I was like, oh, I'd throw one to a warm up, and he almost blew my <laughs> shoulder. I was like, fuck, <laughs> That's like, so good. Bro, I got to really like tense my arms here, you know. And then I see the boys spar like Mitchie and Chris Black spar every week, and they're just they're leveling each other up. And Jamie, yeah. Jamie's come leaps and bounds, and it's so good to see all the boys just vibing off each other and, and progressing, man. Like, and like I said, if you if you come in and take the piss, I won't give you the time of day. Yeah. But the boys are showing up. They're learning the craft. They're putting the work in and man yeah I'm, I'm gonna go down to see the show on the 24th yep. of april and man I, I can't wait for it i can't wait to see them put it all together yeah dude it's cool man and you can see the down there at cmbt that there it's not just you but everybody there is there are inspiring a bit of a movement yeah um obviously we had um miles had his first boxing match cell had his first mma fight there's just there's a lot of really cool positive shit that's yeah. going on there and i mean you've got you've got jacko just frothing boxing <laughs> yeah. you know like the dude yeah. just shadow boxes in the house constantly so and so it seems like there is a bit of a movement that yeah, is that's massive man yeah the boys at um cnbt they're honestly one of a kind like i've never been to an environment like these guys everything they do is positive they just want to help and grow with each other it's next level it's so good um and you know that the morale in the gym has been wild over the last probably month yeah because yeah, like you said yeah. the boys were having mma back to back with boxing back to back josh with this. So, yeah Brenton. it was like three weekends in a row and all the boys were just hyped up um then i got me up this weekend and then the following weekend uh yes yeah, so the following weekend we got wade um, and a few of the boys and oh then, sick yeah so he's you know it's it's crazy crazy yeah. so yeah it's everyone's just so positive everyone's working hard um, I think, you know, some boys seeing the other boys fight amps them up and they see them fight. And yeah. then it's just, it's a never ending chain of just positivity in there, man. It's awesome. When you were just talking about the whole Aussie boxing thing and then the way that that's sort of being forced to do its thing. Yeah. And then you're riding this wave with the CMBT crew and then you've got Josh that's just killing people. Fuck. <laughs> you know, it's, there is a thing going yeah. on yeah. and it's, you can't you can't fake that kind of shit as yeah. well you know you can have a cool vibe in the gym and you can have you know you can pat it everyone on the back but when the rubber hits the road to have that many legit dudes doing that yeah. much legit shit yeah. like there's something going on man massive and everyone just picks everyone up you know you see your teammate spar or fight sorry and just seeing them compete seeing how professional they are you know every time we rock up to a wayne everyone's in the colors everyone's in the team yeah in the team logo we've got um filming there we've got everyone's clapping and applauding the, the morale in the gym it's a really family team vibe um and so when everyone competes and everyone's taking it so seriously man like some of the shows we've been to over the last few weeks people don't rock up to weigh-ins they don't make weight mm. not one of the boys has been off you know so that's a good point yeah like there's so many there's so much bullshit josh fought that guy two fights ago and he rocked up like i've known I, yeah, yeah. I knew him from back in the day tie boxing and he's rocked in six kilos over that's unexcusable it's it's do not okay think, do you, you think know? with that dude to play devil's advocate on that one because i flame that guy on socials and then yeah. i was like ah fuck you probably shouldn't but it's like he just knew he was getting fucking slept bad so like <laughs> why there's so much why take six kgs yeah. off when you're gonna get slept anyway there's no like there's no excuse for it yeah but a i suppose maybe a reason why he did that maybe he wanted to rock up overweight because he was thinking maybe we wouldn't take the fight yeah fight would be off it was an easy way out but instead you know, I, was, I, was on, I was on the phone to the boys and i'm like make sure you get his fucking purse like don't don't, yeah. don't just let him off and i'm like get the purse then bash him yeah you know yeah. that's the way it should be you be professional and rock up you know if that happened in boxing 
and they didn't make weight they were six over the fight would be off the promoter would pull yeah they wouldn't even let you do it no no they wouldn't let you do it so the fact they got to fight was was still pretty cool um and josh was so mentally set he didn't care yeah um and the guy was very experienced you know but josh is a killer he 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 yeah he he honestly doesn't care he's in the back room just just there and he's and i I have to like us uh miles and jesse i have to i have to i'm fidgety i have to walk away from them and just let um him and wade just (laughs) whisper whisper secrets to each other (laughs) and we just walk away it's wild yeah jacko comes over he's like dude Josh is just different, bro. Yeah. He's fucking different. And I'm like, I know he's different. I sat there for three hours and fucking realized how different he Man, is. When, when I get in there, I've got that same mentality, but he's like that the whole time. Yeah. But before he gets in the ring, in the back change room, he's just always got this like shark attacking something mentality in it. Yeah, it's wild. It's, it's pretty like, heavy, man. Like not a lot of people have that mentality. Yeah. That's yeah. like a special thing. And then to be able to like channel that mm-hmm. into something yeah. so good like he's he's gonna have a really good career in this yeah. sport oh massively he's, he's got he's a great dude he's got a massive following he's doing great things outside the sport as well he's dedicated he trains hard he's he listens he, he's he's a, he's a pleasure to to coach and um yeah I, I think he's gonna do massive things too he's gotta stay stay active i think that's the big thing for him yeah how cool has it been for you as a coach because you're a fighter but you're a coach as well which is interesting in itself but to get an opportunity to work with someone like him because he at this point it's like uh, when he first come on here i know i think it was like just before his first actual professional fight yeah and it's like we're saying the same shit about him mm. but he hadn't actually Done got it. the wins right yep. but it's like the conversation hasn't changed no nobody nobody's thoughts around him have changed everybody that knows him is like yeah well this is just what he was yeah. gonna do yeah but for you to be able to just work with almost like this diamond in the rough yeah oh, it's sick it's so good and, you know I, I love training everyone regardless you know i, I do personals out of um cmbt i do all my like, clients but then the guys you know when they do have the fight i will obviously underline them and yeah. and prioritize them um i like to when the guys fight i like to be the kind of guy that comes in and we game plan we go all right i've watched the guys fight mm. he does this 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 we're going to work on this 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 and you kind of have like a an idea when you go in you're not just going in blindfolded and fighting we've got a specific task like obviously i can't do the wrestling i can't do the jits i can't do any of that stuff but when it comes to straight striking i'm i'm confident that i can yeah, i can, right I can run something yeah. up yeah there's, there's nothing that i'm not too too fussed about so um with josh in his last two fights we've actually two for two landed exactly what we've been working on yeah um and that's that's all josh that's all josh listening that's all josh um applying first one obviously it's a barrage of just a thousand punches and they fall over <laughs> yeah. but um that first one he had we're working off as they leg kick throw the cross yeah it'll go straight through the guts if we actually look back on that footage i've posted it a few times is that on your instagram yeah yeah let's let's um, find that you right know now. and then there was the other one where we did the second fight he had um it was old mate grab with both hands yeah. and then as he would grab he'd have a second pause then he would throw the knee and we were working throwing the ball over. We were working at Miles as our witness was watching us do it in the back room. And as he grabbed, Josh just bowled over and boop and, and put him down with it. So Josh just listens really, really well. Um, I don't know if it would have been posted. It probably was on my story. I don't know if it'll yeah. actually... I don't think I posted it as a static post. That's all right. Yeah. Internet's dropped down on there anyway. That's right. Um, but yeah, no, nah, he, he's just a, he's a pleasure to teach. He listens well. He applies the game plan. And, and he... The thing about Josh is a lot of guys... Here we go. 
Everyone, Miles is leaving. Thank you very much, mate. See you soon. <laughs> Good to see it. you. Miles Mickey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I barely noticed. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then so you guys were you yeah, guys were literally man. drilling that yeah, exactly exact what happened. Yeah. And, and man, that just comes back to Josh because he's got that sense of just kill on his head. Like yeah. it doesn't matter if he sticks to the game plan or not. He always has the sense of finish the fight. That's always in him. So he it makes him dangerous the whole entire distance of the fight. So I'm actually looking forward to seeing him. Tested. get into the deeper rounds yeah. um, because you know he's got a lot of power I've held pads for him when he comes through the pads it fucking really hurts even your forearms your hands stuff like that um, so it'd be interesting to see that eventually he's going to fight someone who is a bit more calculated or whatever yeah. and can actually get through that, that first kind of barrage um, and it'll be really interesting to see Josh play the, play the game play chess and then because I want to see I, I know he's got power man so It'd be good to see him get someone into the later rounds and still stop them in that yeah. same kind of fashion. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to the whole ride. Dude, his, uh, not this last fight, the fight before, he threw he threw one right like pretty much off the rip. Yeah. And you can hear the glove just whistle through the air. Yeah. Like it, it, it missed the guy. And then yeah. it almost was like the dude just backed up being like, yeah. fuck this. Yeah. And then he backed all the way up and then just got clocked. Yeah. And I was just like... As soon as they hit the cage, it's... It's like that that kind of hand speed though. Like yeah. you can practice technically punching, but yeah. you can't practice hand speed like that. Yeah. And I think you've got it to an extent as well. Like there's just there's a level there's just a level change. Yeah. And, and like and almost yeah. no almost no coaching could get you past like yeah. bring you up to that, you know. You, and you, the guys that you're fighting, you know, they can go, Oh, he hits hard. This is I've had the same thing, man. I've stopped 90% of my stoppages have been with my right cross and like I'll post all my highlights and I, I mean a few of the boys laugh a lot of the time because I put it up and it's like right hand next clip right hand uh, yeah. next clip right yeah. hand any guy that fights me will go he's got a big right hand just watch out for that kind of thing but when you're actually in there yeah. it's different it's timed it's placed we set it's it set up it's set up with feints yeah and then when it lands it's a lot harder than you think it is even after you think you know how hard it is if that makes <laughs> sense so yeah. Um, yeah, Josh is kind of the same. They can yeah. prep for him and go, oh, you know, he's he hits hard, just got to back up or move. But when the punch lands, everything and changes. And when you're in there reacting to everything that yeah. he's doing, every head twitch, like every yeah. single feint, when you're stuck reacting and then he's like, one, two, bang, yeah. it's over. Yeah. And that sucks for you. Yeah, 100%. But there's just something that you can't teach in that. Yeah. Eh? And I think you see that with like, so many guys you know and like same with mcgregor's left it's just like yeah. fuck there's something extra in that yeah, that you can drill and drill or well, i don't know maybe you could get it to that yeah. level over and over but i, d I definitely think there's a point where people yeah. are born with a certain yeah. level yeah. of power everybody's got that same like, like israel adesanya he's got that little lean back lead mm. hook this hits people on the side of the year and they fall over like it's just every time it lands without fail someone falls over so yeah no i agree man some people just have it. That's like Sugar, dude. You look at Sugar, Sean O'Malley. Yeah. Yeah. The, Mate. That he lean back, boop. Yeah. And he yeah. just got the, yeah. And it just starches dudes, yeah. man. And yeah. you're just like, you're fucking born. That's built yeah. in, yeah. bro. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, I think the whole thing that you guys have got going on. And, and if you look at your career and like the trajectory, 
I'd be from like the outside looking in, like me looking at what you got going on. I'm like, oh man, there's like this whole Australian boxing thing's like doing its thing. And then you got Benny that's just like in the perfect position to put pressure on these dudes that are above him because they can't go anywhere to fight. Yeah. So they've got to fight here. And then here's this dude that's got the skills that's like right there to do it. Then you've got this team around you. You're crossing over into the MMA world through you know josh and the cmbt boys yep. and the movement that you got going on there like from the outside looking in you're like fuck buy benny money stock yeah man you just gotta network you gotta socialize you gotta beat man the biggest thing about i found about this industry is obviously not fake it be who you are like yeah. that's the biggest thing when you build a fan base it's got to be a legitimate fan base like i know guys that have put pumped thousands of dollars through their socials mm. that still don't have a social presence you know you just the thing about with me and all this kind of stuff i just put your energy out there i just put my energy out there and yeah. the right people gravitate towards you and that's with the boys at cmbt you know they've, they've all got such a similar energy yeah um you know whether it be prof- professionalism whether it's active on socials whether it's networking they've always putting their fingers in different pies they're always just fucking progressing they're always yeah. growing um and that's the way i've built man like i've like i said to you before i've come from absolutely nothing so coming to here it's just given me a lot of guys it's easy to go all right we're we're, we're complacent now we're happy yeah you know let's just chill out for a bit i'm so you're like, I ain't fucking yeah I, yeah i'm like this is sick yeah. like i've got here from there now yeah. i've got a platform where i'm at now i can capitalize tenfold what i could back then yeah so let's see where i can be in another year and it's just about man just network 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 it's massive yeah it's funny though man because i can i feel like uh parallels in terms of like with this like this gets to the point where there's so many more people listening it's like becomes a a popular thing and then people do want to know about you people do care about what you're saying like you you do have to then it's kind of what i was saying at the start i guess like you just got to accept that you're in this position yeah but it's hard because you feel i definitely think that in australian culture you feel like oh fuck if i do a selfie to my to my instagram or post of fucking this or you're just being yourself and you're not trying to be a fuckwit about it you're not you're not trying for anything yeah you are being yourself but i mean i definitely found i got to a point where i was like fuck i don't know if i really want to invite that kind of shit now like i want to put this out i want to be genuine i am genuine in my attention in my intentions but people can fucking cut you down and it just seems like you've worked through that and now you're on the other side or maybe you didn't even go through it but now you're just doing you and you're very comfortable with like your own style in and out of the ring and it's just i think it's cool and i think it is something to be to be praised you know i appreciate it man like honestly like you just said you just got to be yourself a lot of people care so much about what other people think yes like if you're out there being a just an absolute gutter mouth we're in you know whatever you want being a slob disrespecting people like you're going to get a bad reputation yeah. but, if, but if you can be a good person and use your platform to help people use your platform to be positive use people use your platform to inspire people you can't lose and that's the biggest thing i genuinely don't give a fuck about what people think like period full stop don't care but i'm not a bad human like i yeah, do ev- yeah, everything yeah. i can to help yeah. people so yeah. if i was a shit person and i was like i don't care what people think that's when you're going to end up, yeah. you know, getting fucking knocked out down the track and everyone's going to froth it, you know. Yeah. I just think that if you can just be a good person, keep networking, be yourself. But, you know, obviously you got guys like Anthony Joshua at the top of boxing who is just like, 
you don't see anything posted about him. Obviously, someone runs mm. his Insta. He's very professional. Everything's clean cut. You don't really see... like he's, You get his embeddeds and you see his documentaries and stuff. That's where you see who he is. But outside of that, you don't really see his presence. Yeah. You don't really see who he is or what he does. You and just, he could be anyone outside of those eight-minute web episodes. Exactly. Like you can easily yeah. put on a face for yeah. an embedded. Yeah. But it's very... Like with you, I think that if people are following you for any period of time like they're actually they are seeing what yeah. you do you and, know? and you got to hold yourself accountable to that and that's why i'm so active on my socials like i still choose what people see of me there's still a lot that people don't know and they probably never will know but that's the same as anyone but you know i heard something that was years ago something really cool if you had a camera on you 24 7 that the whole world could see how would you act yeah and that hit me so deep i was like i need to hold myself accountable like that accountable that accountable yeah. all the time and me being so active on my socials and having that presence it just makes me go i need to be a good person and it's not because i'm trying to but yeah it, you have to be a good person you have to help out you have to be you actually have to practice what you preach and put the work in and me being so active on my socials forces me to be this person so yeah i try and you know a lot of people neg out on saying oh it's easy to judge and they put themselves down because someone's where they want to be but like use it as a positive use yeah. it to get inspiration from use it to go fuck it, you can get there yeah this you know and reach out speak to people if any like all my followers and shit i get so many messages by young dudes doing tie boxing going how'd you cross over like you're doing well how like i'm getting nothing in tie boxing i got no money got this reach out speak yeah. to and you can give you know the idea is to give these kids a template to get here yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's um it's definitely like one of one of the things that i sort of noticed as well that probably took a little bit of the pressure off on my end is that i kind of stopped thinking about what other people thought because i was spending so much time auditing myself yeah 100%. like I, I just kind of noticed i was like oh you actually don't think that much about other people's shit yeah you're probably just thinking about you like your own shit a bit too much even yeah. maybe you know it's a hard balance man it's a hard balance because you get one second you, you're all about you the next second you're caught up with trying to please everyone else mm. that you just got to find your balance man and you just yeah it's, it's a hard one you just got to sit on the fence somewhere well i think um one of the things that probably makes it easy for you uh, is that and i guess for anyone is that you just you're so invested in your training yeah you're so invested in your career i feel like any of the wrong turns that you could risk taking would probably come if you just didn't spend as much time working on your craft as yeah. what you did because yeah. it's kind of like when you're in there that much i've seen so many times where there's like 15 minutes between clients and then you're doing some calisthenics <laughs> and stretching yeah. Yeah. you know what i mean so it's like i think that's probably got such a big role to play in it as well yeah for sure you get like you get caught up in whether it's drinking on the piss or partying or hanging around with the wrong people for me i don't really have anything like i've got massive friend groups i got you know don't get me wrong i love to have a drink and have some fun and stuff but you know i'm like you said i'm so invested in this it's all i've been doing since i was a kid man like yeah. six seven days a week competing constantly um you know it's for me this is everything like yeah. this is all I, it's not all i have but it's all i have it's all i want and yeah. um i might only fight till i'm 32 i might only have six more years in this so I'm going to send everything I can into it and, yeah. and get to where we need to get to. What was the initial push into boxing as a kid? Future. Future. So oh, so for me, oh, the crossover or just in general? No, I just like to just get in into martial okay. arts. So my old man used to have like a Taekwondo dojo yeah. and Rabina and he always, he did. He was a um, second down black belt. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, dad, sorry. Um, 
but yeah, he was he was a very good martial artist when he was young, and um, he pushed my me and my brother into not push, but he let you know got yeah, me and my brother yeah. into to doing martial arts, and um, it was like boxing, taekwondo kind of thing, and I did that for years, um, and then. I was doing footy at the time. I got like a sports scholarship to Mary Mackay for a rugby league, and I was oh, I, league, yeah, yeah, and I was loving rugby league and stuff like that. I wanted to be a footy player. You as got well. some fucking carbs on you. Oh. They literally signed you off your carbs. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "How's the carbs on this uh, white kid? Smo- <laughs> smoking mirrors, bro. <laughs> smoking mirrors. They're bigger than my upper legs, but um, yeah." And then my brother ended up um, going over to Bunchu at the time, and he did a little bit of Muay Thai. That's a boxing gym. Muay, okay. Muay, Muay Thai, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then um, he went off to the military and. I was off like a preseason. I was like, oh, I'll just go over to there and do a little bit of kickboxing. Get what what position did you play in footy? Center. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was a little chode. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I went over to, to Boonchu, trained for a little bit, and um, Wayne Parr said to me, he goes, like, you've done, obviously, something. Do, do you want to fight? And I'd trained there for like two or three months, and he was like, we've got a, a show in a couple of months. I was like, yeah, fuck it, let's go. Sure, why not? I was only like 14 years old, so I was yeah. like, why not? Um, had my first fight. And uh, it was so sloppy. It was really? just like bolos, head down. Like I was this little kid with the skinhead. Like I just had no idea what was going on. And then I ended up kind of watching that fight back. And I meant that was such a shit fight. Yeah. I want to be better. And it just like kind of formed this obsession with, I want to be better than that. I want to be better than that. And then, yeah. you know, I started slowly easing out of footy. And by the way, last season, I think I played till 2015 just didn't have it like i wasn't growing i wasn't investing all my time into it boys were running loops around me i wasn't a big boy like i just i wanted to fight that's, that's kind of all i wanted to do ever since i was young i loved it you know what i mean when i was doing the taekwondo i was just frothed it 24 7 so it just kind of translated to that and then um yeah just fight after fight after fight i just got this hectic passion for for tie boxing or martial arts and then yeah i was like all right world title let's go this is what i'm doing now and then um even through school, shit grades in school. Yeah. And anybody that knows me that's listening to this in school just would laugh because I was just did not care about it at all. Um, which is not obviously a great role message. Mod, same, message yeah, yeah. No, that's not what I'm trying to say. But, but school's but, not for everybody. No, that's what I mean. Like it, for for me, if you want to study and you want to do something along those lines, 100 percent into it. It's the same thing that I did with Thai boxing. I put 100 percent of yeah, it, yeah. and that's why I'm here. Yeah. You can't just bludge and sit on the doll and sit at home and eat Cheetos. Like that's not what I'm, I'm yeah. not what I'm talking about. But um, yeah, I just put so much effort and time and passion into it, um, and yeah, just kind of just grew from that, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? Um, oh, you know Levi. Did you see Levi Jones Leary in the in CMBT the other day? No. We we did the podcast. He's like one of the best jiu-jitsu dudes yep. on the planet okay like bar nobody wizard he's yeah. moved from um australia to new york at 15 to live in the a gym like live on the mats like Hectic. and he literally said to his parents like hey i want to quit school because if i do jiu-jitsu this much this many days a week for this long i'll be the best in the world and he's like that's all the maths that i need and his yeah. parents are just like yeah he probably shouldn't put your eggs in all one basket and he's like no yeah i actually think i should Mm. and he wrote down as like a as a young kid he was he scheduled himself 30 hours a week of jiu-jitsu huge so as a kid started essentially working a full-time jiu-jitsu job and then he ended up doing it man that that plan b is massive too that's that's huge especially from a young age to know that like people say oh you should always have a plan b 
Yes, I, I, I get Kinda. that. I get that. <laughs> but having a plan B, all that does is take your focus off plan A. Yeah. It just makes you kind of always have that, ah. Oh, one but, foot in, one yeah, foot out. Oh, yeah. You know, has, on the fence, oh, I could do this. If this fails, I could do this. That's not the energy and shit you need to be putting out. You need to be saying, it's not if I do this, it's when I do this. Yeah. So the, I, I've never had a plan B, mate. I did a plumbing apprenticeship for three years um, and I fucking hated it like yeah. with a passion loathed it and um that's that wasn't for me I, i'm not like I, I was never for trade sites i was never for school that's just not something i ever wanted to do my focus was always fighting so um i, I got ended up the company kind of let go of me when i was i think i was a third year apprentice man i had like six months i just had my gas fitting to do and i was wow. a, i was a qualified plumber and at the time i didn't have the money to go back and do it so i needed to go find another company to jump on with and that was at the pivotal point where i was like I don't want to do this and then my, my you know i had a lot of mates and family saying just do it because once you do it it's there yeah but man if i i think honestly if i went back and did that six months and did that money i would still be plumbing today and i just i just went no i'm not doing it because it's not what i want to do anyway like i don't want to i just don't want to do this ever so um from that point that's when i started you know talking to my strength coach blake and he was talking to me about um a few years later you know he goes if you can do clients and you can make enough money on clients yeah to pay your bills and train around that why don't you just do that full time? You can just live in the gym. And I was like, fuck. So I ended up doing like a big day, just like a ridiculous, well, a ridiculous week. I took a, a week leave off my last job and I was like, all right, I'm just going to hustle, sell my soul to the PTs. And I made bank and I was like, fuck, I'm sweet. Like yeah. I can do this. Yeah. And that was about um, a year ago around this time. Never looked back, man. Been full time athlete. So you've for a been year. doing the plumbing. This was only a year. No, ago. no. I'd, plumbing was years, years. I was young, young, but yeah. but I went from site to site. Like I was doing um, electrical yeah, um, yeah. lines under the ground. I was doing steel fixing. Um, I was working to top golf. Was doing like thirty to forty hours a week. Doing night shifts there. I'm um, doing clients on top of that. Like I was, I was working like three or four jobs on and off yeah. for years. I was, yeah. man. Like like I said, anyone that knows me, I was sleeping for like four or five hours max a night for about five years and everyone was like how do you run on that and I'm like I'm sweet mm. and then you know after the last few years or the last year eight hours minimum like I need to sleep seven to eight hours minimum I don't know how I was functioning like I understand why I always got sick while I was underfed while my body was crashing like your my mental was so cooked as well yeah. it was just ruining me so um, yeah man it's been a long a long time coming it's been about 13 years of just hustle three four jobs night yeah. shift day shift doing what i didn't want to do but that allowed me to to get to where i am man it's so crazy that you can look back and pretty well know that if you finish your plumbing apprenticeship it's just yeah. straight fork in the road different life yeah because yeah. then i would have been focusing on money focusing on trying to please my boss trying to to focus on doing all that shit and it just would have completely diverted what i'm doing now mm. yeah it's crazy crazy i think um i think people like overestimate the like the effect of just making a decision like that like you got to this point where okay i've got six months left in my apprenticeship i could do it or i could say fuck this and just try and do the boxing thing man you can go back in a year yeah give it a year like you, people literally think that if they make a, that kind of decision it'll just fuck their life no. the world falls down they'll never be able to go no. they'll become a crack addict yeah. you know what I mean like people paint this scenario yeah, they, they do bro so heavy they in put, their they head put themselves in a fucking box and they just trap themselves and they go if I don't do this this will happen this will happen it 
man, life, it's it's very quick, I'm sure, but it's it's a very long time. Yeah. And if you go and do that job right now, say if you don't want to do it and you decide to do it and you get stuck in that, it's going to be a long, long, long drag. Yeah. If you go and chase what you want to do and try and make your dreams reality or make your, your, you know, your passion or your hobby a career, that whole time you're doing that, you're going to love it. Mm. And then there's always that work and that shit on the other side of that, you know, like... I'm 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 only you know 26 now, and I know you could go be a plumber again tomorrow. I could do it at 40, yeah. man. Like yeah. I I don't want to you know waste these years. These are, I'm not going to be able to fight when I'm 40. Yeah, but I'm going to be able to pick up a fucking wrench and do something. You know, like fuck. If you want to do something, go and do it. Don't put yourself in that box. Well, that's the thing too, man. You get what you want. Yeah. If people are overweight, they want to be overweight. If people work a shitty job, they want to work a shitty job, and it sucks to say it that bluntly but there's always steps that you can do yeah whether it's you know dude i remember my mum packing shelves yeah. as a kid you yeah. know she worked all day and then she came home shit was tight with money she just fucking packed her ass up yeah, went yeah. to coles 100%. and just stacked shelves yeah. and it's like there's so many options like working at top golf at night get a night job work yeah. hospitality yeah it sucks if you you run on six hours sleep but like you get what you want. And like, if you want to get up, yeah. you can. And it's not forever. It, people don't think you're just going to click your fingers and it's going to be there. You might have to do two or three jobs terribly for five years mm. to get even 5% of where you want to be, but you're still moving forward. You're still getting to where you want to go. If you sit in this negative bubble of, fuck, it's never going to happen, you're never going to get there. Mm. You know, you just got to do what you got to do. Just put the hard yards in and just take progressive steps. You're never going to get there unless you take those 1% steps. So, yeah. Have, yeah. you, have you ever read The War of Art? No. Have you heard of that book? No. Dude, it's really fucking cool. I it's, need to uh, read. I need to read. Well, th- this it's pretty small. If you wanted to read a book, it's like a real easy yeah. read to get into. Um, <laughs> but he talks yeah. about... Um, some books are just hard to read. Yeah. But uh, this one's so cool. It's it's about uh, like the force of resistance. Yeah. The thing that's stopping you from getting what you want. And this... He's a he's an author. He's written like a ton of books, and then he wrote a book about writing books. Oh, but wow. it's sort of any endeavor because okay. everybody has this resistance that them are. Oh, I couldn't do this. I don't yep. make enough money. I can't like anything that's negative that's against the grand vision of what you want. And yep. he's written this little book that's like a manual for how to deal with that. That's awesome. And uh, one of the his key points in it is become a professional, and it's so true. Even if you're not getting paid, be a professional. Yeah. And like, shout out to Jackson. He trained like he was a professional oh, boxer for that man, fight. Man, he fucking put the work in. He yeah. was there every day, yeah. putting the work in, doing extra sessions, rocked up, made weight. His opponent didn't show up to, that to was, weigh in. That was another thing. His opponent didn't show up to weigh in. We didn't know. Who, we were in the back, or the back, not the room, because it was in the open, but we were at the back. and You were looking like, we, that we, can't be him. We were looking around, and we were like, fuck, is that him? No, is that him? Oh. And there was a guy that was next to us who had headgear on who was Southpaw, and we're like, are we fighting a, head, a headgear with Southpaw? Until the last second, we're like, oh, there he is. This fucking dude with like head tats who would have been <laughs> 85 kilos, yeah, man. Yeah, like, he was a big boy. Did, and didn't show up to weigh in. We're like, that, what? And then we're just like, all right, here we are. We're in it. Let's do it. But that, to like, to his credit, he trained like a professional. He did everything. This one I'm yeah. saying. The other side, not so much, but his side, yeah. he made weight. He showed up to weigh in. He rocked up. He fought his guts out. Man, brilliantly, 100%. And that is something that, like, he's not a professional boxer. 
but he acted like a professional. Yeah. And he's literally a better person for that. 100%. You know what I mean? He put in, he did ticked all those boxes, yep. went out, did it professionally. And I think that when, you know, you talk about your you know, you had this period where you were working all these different jobs, but you're still showing up as a professional boxer. Yeah, definitely. Just because you're not making a professional wage, just because you didn't have endorsement deals, just because you weren't like yeah, all yeah. of the things that come with being a professional. And it was the same with this. Like when I started this podcast, like I didn't get a job. Yeah. I was just like, whatever money's in my account is what I'll make this podcast with. Yeah. And if it fucking there's no money, then there's no podcast and I'll just figure it out. Yeah. But you treat, things that you want to be professional at you prioritize like man. a professional yeah massive that's massive because eventually you want to be there one day anyway right mm. so you don't want to get there and have no fucking idea what you're doing so yeah 100 percent. it's a great point i would, we'll have to get the name off you before i go again yeah and i'll definitely have a read yeah it's a it's a really really cool book there's just a bunch i mean i don't think that you're the kind of person that needs to battle through oh, resistance no nah, like, i love it i love that shit but though. it's cool yeah. shit like yeah. it, it, the the way that um yeah, it's just articulated. Yeah. You know, it's very easy to explain yeah. some certain concepts. I love but it. Speaking of that then, like how how do you find the hard work? And like how, do, how have you got your head around that? Because it is hard to get out and run some days. Oh man, 100%. You're always going to have, whether it's your first day or whether you're a professional, you're always going to struggle with that devil on your shoulder saying don't do it, sleep in, you know even now I'm cutting weight at the moment my calories are low I went out for a run in the sun with a hoodie before it sucks man yeah. but what are you thinking while you're doing that though just thinking about the fight man the whole time just thinking oh, I want to do this you know yeah. this is something that I want to do you know a lot of people complain about doing the work to getting to their goal it's like that's this is the process this is the part that we're supposed to love when you're fighting in the stage I'm only in there for 45 minutes sure that's where everything peaks and that's the climax and then you know that's the the glory moment that we've all been waiting for but then that whole like month after that crickets you mm. know what i mean the hype's gone that build-up is the shit that you should love the training the weight coming down your body composition getting tight you're progressing hitting pbs this is this, this is why we do it if i, I want to be an athlete i don't just want to fight be a fighter i want to be a professional athlete so all this training and shit i love man i'm out there on the road hobbling along i had blakey my strength coach messaged me he saw me walk and he messaged me saying are you okay <laughs> this morning so obviously looked miserable but like man i'm cutting weight I'm, I'm running it sucks but this is what i want to do man so i'm just enjoying the process I, I love the hard work you know once every once every maybe six weeks i'll say to blake take me through a session where you just show me darkness like take me into the trench you know yeah. drown me a little bit and he'll make me throw up doesn't matter how fit i am he'll just ruin me and like if we found my like lactic threshold and he'll like just edge it a touch yeah, yeah. more than i should be able to and then he makes me vomit in like four minutes it's, it's actually crazy what kind of workout are you doing to throw up in four minutes oh man it's it's not this isn't the way we should train but this <laughs> that, but this is just one in a blue moon out, yeah, outside yeah. of camp i'll say to him i want i want to i want you to just smash I him. yeah and we laugh about it and those are character building sessions they're really really important man if you just get complacent and you hit pads you go for a run you do like a light session, strength session, like you're not going to go anywhere. You need to have those character building sessions. You need to take yourself through the track and all that kind of stuff. The sessions that he got me with, it's always the assault bike, man. It's always Dude, the assault. that thing's a bitch. They're horrible. You get some, mixes that up with the rower, with the skier, with a bit of running, with a bit of a, yeah, it kills you. But There's something to be said about being in the hurt locker like that. I mean, that's one of the things with jujitsu. Like you just don't have control over the people that you roll. Yeah. Like I can't, like, 
Monday we rocked up and it was a, like a Easter holiday open mat and it was just like eight black belts on the mat <laughs> and I was just like fuck like I'm not yeah. ready yeah. like you yeah. Know, yeah. mentally I'm just like I'm tired I've yeah. just been working and you just don't get a choice and at some point you know that you're just going to get completely fucking put to the absolute yeah like the limit you know and you're not gonna like i'm not coming out on top of those no, no. those roles it's the same as sparring bro man you get some boxing sparring's hectic i'm sure you've seen a lot of Fuck clips yeah. and stuff you go in on a car i've still got a black eye fight next week you know like well this week um the same thing you go into some sessions and um like jack i've been jack sparring jack bowen who's he's two and oh or three and oh as a pro but he fights the super middle very 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 good boxer yeah. um and man, every time I spy him, if you make one, you just turn off for one second, blood nose, black eye, bloody body, like everything he hits you with hurts kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Are you yeah. still getting nervous for sessions like that? Like, yeah, do you still, you, you overcome? Definitely. Do the nervous poos, bro. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, this is good. This is good. It's, it's nice to hear that people as cool as you can still feel. Man, I get, man, nervous is good. A lot of people freak out about it. Use it. Use yeah. it to heighten your senses. Use it to put it towards being focused in the rounds. Like, um, Maddie Partridge, a few of the boys um, up at Stratton, they call me bug eyes. Like, when I'm sparring, my eyes are always really dialed because yeah. I'm so nervous. Yeah, you just, yeah, 100%. You just got to stay yeah. on and stay focused. I think it's really good, man. I still shit my pants every fight. Yeah. I'm confident because my preparation's good and, yeah. I, and I know that I've always got that fight and I know I'm going to, I know what I'm going to do. I've seen it, you know what I mean, if that makes sense. But I still get nervous. I still get, you know, anxious about the outcome. You know, there's a lot on the line. Even just sessions like sparring, like before, like sparring, um, track sessions. When I tell when Blake's going to take me through a big session, I still shit my pants every time. Yeah, it's cool though because I think a lot of times you see someone like yourself that you're in good nick. There's highlight reel knockout after highlight reel. You know, it's yeah. so easy to be like, "Fuck, wish I could be like Benny Marnie and not get scared, not be nervous, and not feel any of those fucked up things that yeah. you think that you're the only one that feels right." Mm, man, so I put a photo up the other day, and it's the lonely chair before you have a fight. Ninety percent of fighters will, will go through it. They sit in it. There's this moment where you've warmed up, you're prepped, your gloves are on, your vasos on, and you just everyone's just kind of waiting for you. And they go, "All right, you got five minutes, so you just sit down." and you just sit in the chair and it's like it's it's almost like there's dead silence there's nothing happening your coaches have said what they wanted to say and you're just in your own fucking head and it's the most eerie horrifying thing in the world but that's where it all comes to the yeah to the to the climax they go all right you're out your music plays by the time you walk out the crowd's cheering your vibe and you're smiling you're waving to your mates and your family then you're in the ring then your opponent's staring at you then your fucking adrenaline's pumping then you get hit before you know it's over like it's such a crazy experience you can't put it into words you just got to be in there and do it but yeah man that that moment before you walk out fuck it's hectic what's your so what's in your head at that time and what are you like if your thoughts start to wander into like a direction you don't want to go have you got like techniques have you got a routine like to stay in that moment because like that's cool you mentioned that moment dude that moment can literally swallow you whole yeah, make and break you out. can't come out of it yeah man it's it's for me it's i've signed up for this i'm fucking doing it like mm. at the end of the day if you're in the back room you can have one or two men, um kind of mentalities about it you can go touch gloves and be on the back foot and be instantly timid you're fucked that's yeah. it or you can go i've trained for this i've put the work in i've got my team let's fucking bash this dude let's go like let's turn on let's put it in and that's the way i always see it i always 
I won't say the words I say, but I'm always in the back room. I'm always muttering some horrible shit to myself, trying to get myself really amped up just yeah. before I walk out. Then you sit down and then when you're walking down the tunnel, it's just psych. Like, obviously, you can't fight with emotion. You've got to be calm and calculated, but there's a sense of primal there that you need to have. Um, but yeah, you know, you're sitting there and you're just thinking, I've done the work. I've got the game plan. Your brain doesn't feel like it's working. You feel like you're cold. You feel like nothing's flowing. But when you get in there, 10 out of 10 times you fight. You just have to trust yourself, back yourself. And, you know, and I saw a cool um, quote in one of those, in Mike Tyson's book. It said, uh, emotion relieves tension. Yeah. And uh, the second you're in there and the wheels start turning, you don't think. You just compete. You fight. You, you do what you've trained to do. So, um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of pivotal moments in that back room and in the thought. But I always just, if I get a negative thought, switch it straight away. Yeah. The second I think something negative, instantly switch it for a positive. It's just control your brain because like you said man if it leaks it can really leak yeah <laughs> it can swallow you up yeah. pretty quick eh? yeah because it is pro- that whenever someone says like oh i don't like fighting i don't like boxing i just don't get it or mma is the a good example like yeah. people can have a, like a feeling about it. i'm like hey let's just remember this is like the oldest thing this is the oldest yeah. thing we've ever done this yeah. was the first sport this was the first event like this yeah. is so old there's something about this like if you're if you're looking at boxing or MMA or anything and you're you can, you don't get it, then you've got to strip it back and go back to the very fundamentals of like this is yep. as primal and as human as it gets. Yeah. And there's something in there for yeah. everybody if you look in the right places. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, I, every fighting's not for everyone. There's a lot of gentle natured people, but you have to be in a fight to to figure out who you are. I feel like yeah. whether you whether you're fight or flight whether you've got the grit, whether you've got the heart, whether you quit on yourself, whether you're um, willing to stick it out, whether you're willing to train and prep, prep, like prep for it. like There's so many elements to combat sports that really forces you to have a good look at yourself. Um, and that's what the beautiful part about it, you know, where kind of, whether it's MMA, Muay Thai, K1, boxing, we're the modern day warriors, I guess. Like yeah. that's, that's, no one else is doing this shit, you know. We're, where people just go to their nine to fives or people go and, you know do other other sports we're in there just ripping each other apart to get a bloody couple of bucks and a trophy yeah to then go back to camp and do it again do like it it's again. fucking madness but it's awesome you know um like you said everyone finds their own little bits and pieces um through combat um but yeah man it's primal you go into the jungle there's animals ripping each other apart every day it's just it's what things do this is why it's so entertaining when you see someone get knocked out you go oh my god that's hectic then you rewind it 10 times like yeah. it's just people just love it i guess I yeah there's something to i think that one of the cool things and this is i think why fight fans like fights can be so inspiring and people can get so behind um fighters in general as well is because like everyone's had that feeling yeah everyone's had someone in their face at some point yeah everyone's had like a bully horrifying or, yeah like yeah. everyone knows that adrenaline dump and yeah. the, the feeling that runs through you. Yeah. oh man i think everyone can relate whether they've trained or competed in fighting is a different story yeah but everyone can relate to that feeling man, i literally if someone yells at me in a car i'm in the car and I cut someone off by accident and they yell at me. I still freak out. Yeah. Like, I know confidently I can fight pretty well. Yeah, you can handle yourself. But I still get scared by a random old guy driving a car. Like, I, you know, it's it's human nature. Someone's aggressive and they're flaring their feathers up. Shit's intimidating, you know? There's just something about it. Can't put your finger on it, but 
Yeah, I think it's cool too that um, for the people that do compete, like like Jackson, could completely relate to the feelings that you go through. Yeah. Um, you probably at this point would have a better capacity to deal with those feelings yeah. just through practice and yeah. exposure. But that base feeling of knowing you're about to make that walk or oh, you know man. competing in whether yeah. it's jiu-jitsu or any of the, the things that you know combat sports that you can compete in as an amateur and i think that it's extremely beneficial because yeah. dude i know there's days i just literally crave jiu-jitsu yeah like i can be having the shittest day yeah and i'm like fuck i just i just gotta get to training yeah if i get to training comp- i'll be sweet there's just a a weird thing that goes on um while you're in that kind of place and you you can't come back the same person after a session like that 100 percent, 100 percent, man once you do this and you if you find if if it clicks with you and you love this some people do it get they get a blood nose on the first day and they never come back yeah some people come and they get a blood nose on the first day and they go oh this shit's for me and yeah yeah they're just licking it yeah yeah, they they love it like man my last fight he busted my nose and I ended up we were in the clinch and I, I blew my nose on his back like I don't know what I was thinking <laughs> or why I did it but it's just again that primal just state of just yeah. ah, let's go kind of thing um, yeah man Every, but everyone gets that same kind of yeah. heebie-jeebies everyone gets the goosebumps everyone's in the back room getting cold everyone starts to doubt themselves it's it's just the way the brain functions man Yeah, and that's what makes you compete well that's that height, that heightened sense of nervous and you know that's what makes you compete. Do you feel like the same person in the ring? Or no. is there like a different version of you in there? Def- it's you, yeah. but it's a different you. Definitely different. Like I, I That's do, weird, isn't it? Yeah, I, I definitely feel like I'm the same person. I've got the same morals. I've got the same yeah. the same mindset, the same everything. Um, but I'm, a, no, I'm not saying I'm this big bird, but I'm a lot nastier when I'm in the ring. Like, you know, I'm sure I've got a temper and all my mates could say that, but... I'm a pretty chill dude. Like I'm pretty mellow. Um, I'm not, not an I'm, aggressive guy. No, like not even at all. I'm always po- like I'm always positive. I'm always trying to help people. I'm always just mellow unless something's bloody stressful. Like other than that, like I'm pretty good. When I'm in the ring, I've just got this sense of like I've got armor on. I don't know. I just feel like it's seek and destroy. Like this, the way I see it, man. I said it in one of the last podcasts I did as well that the guy in front of you, it's not personal for him in like as a human, but that guy stands in front of everything i've ever worked for every shit day every debt every injury every anything in front of making money for my partner my future kids my family my friends he stands in front of everything i ever want in life it's fucking really personal and i'm gonna go in and rip him apart because i'm not gonna let him take everything i've ever worked for away no way so that that's the way i kind of look at it when i get in there he's locked in a six by six squared meterage with me for 45 minutes he's not getting out in one piece that's the way i look at it um you know when i'm out and i'm living with my family and my friends and hanging with my girlfriend and you know i'm just chilling that's just my life but then when i get in there it's like i have all that outside and you're sitting in front of that yeah so i suppose that's where my brain kind of ticks over um but yeah definitely a different kind of aggression comes out it's funny though like because you wonder you're like oh so is that dude does that dude exist inside me if I'm not a boxer or is <laughs> yeah. that guy yeah. always there but I just get to use him when boxing happens yeah. and it's like oh so if that guy's in me and I'm not a boxer do I carry head. that dude around get out of my head yeah, yeah, get but, out of my head because I, I don't know that, that's a good that's a really good valid point I don't know but I think it doesn't matter 
at this point because mm. you've got like that's the balance like yeah. you figure that out but i i think that that's like a problem for people in a way it's like we've kind of got these versions of us yeah the version that's got a temper or the version that's whatever and like you've got an outlet like yeah. you can you work with that guy like that guy's a function of your life not like a bug yeah of your life that makes sense whereas i think so many people they have that person inside they're angry or they'll blow up in traffic mm. or whatever and there's nowhere for that person to like yeah. do their thing yeah and i think that that's like a one of the interesting things about but this is combat what, yeah. sports they got to find their passion man and you know i know it sounds cliche but you know if, if you're that banked up mm. you're sitting in traffic and you're fucking losing it and you're angry and you're blowing up your girlfriend for no reason uh and you're just negging on everything there's a deeper problem there you're you're not just an angry person you're like there's a lot of negative and narcissistic and horrible people out there just as much as there's there's great people but if you're that negative all the time and that angry there's a deeper problem and you know whether it's you're not happy with your job you're not happy with your relationship you're not happy with your self-progression i don't know what it is yeah. that's up to the people that are having those problems to figure out but yeah I, I don't think you know some people are built with more aggression than others for sure um i know people that literally could not hurt an ant yeah. um but yeah man you gotta you gotta take a good look at yourself and figure out why you're actually being like that because there's there's no there's no really excuse for that yeah with with uh your mindset that you've got like i listened obviously when you were in here with andy yeah and i was really impressed with the the wisdom of i guess the mindset that you've kind of crafted for yourself and there's a lot of great mentors in combat sports so you get lucky in the sense that um you you on average i'd say like the average martial artist would just get to deal with really cool people that uh you know through the years of doing what they've they've done they've kind of crafted that mindset it's easy to hand down but how much of that comes from like your own experience and like where do you learn a lot of that stuff because yeah i think that um it is it is hard like really hard to put into practice the things that you talk about and you actually do put those things into practice you know yeah 100 percent, man i don't know i think a lot of mine's from personal experience whether it's from young when you know the family was a little bit dysfunctional when i was younger there was a lot of shit that went on um you know but then seeing my my family and myself at the lowest point you could be kind of thing to where we all are now everyone's successful everyone's happy everyone's doing their thing um you you build you kind of callous your soul man you kind of just build grit over time a lot of people can take negatives and use that as an excuse to run with i'm not here because this happened to me yeah or the way i look at it is I'm getting there because fuck that I'm never being in the situation it, it, it gave me something that I know that I never want that, that's somewhere I never want to be Yeah. so I'm going to work my whole life to get to somewhere so I don't have to be there if that makes sense Yeah. Um, I think it's man I think it's a lot of personal experiences I, th- I think that's how you build character I think that's how you build toughness I think that's how you build your own you know you can watch anyone in the world could watch a five minute motivational video on YouTube and just get amped up for like six minutes and then, yeah. and then they're over it you know I think that if you can build that inspiration from inside yourself, you know, I run by the, the saying, stay inspired. That's not essentially to be inspired by other people. Stay inspired by yourself. Figure out why you want to do what you want to do, who you mm-hmm. want to be, and fucking fire yourself up. You know, yeah, personal experiences for me, man. If, if that, if I don't know how accurate the, the answer on that question is, but man, yeah, 
It's yeah, no, it, because you know, there's there's so many ways you can do it. You can watch YouTube and you can get motivational shit on that. And there's no like the information's information. Yeah. If it's the right information, it doesn't matter whether you get it from a fucking fortune cookie yeah. or a YouTube video or a best selling book or personal conversation with a coach or a podcast. Yeah. But as a person that like it you don't sound like you do a lot of research, a lot of reading and, and that sort of stuff. To to say the things that you say and to believe the things that you believe about yourself and performance, it's really cool when that has come from you know that personal experience yeah no i appreciate it man like honestly it's fight by fight you know there's been fights when i was uh my first full tie with her elbows fight um i was 15 years old and i thought to go that's so gnarly it was wild but it was um at the time i was like fuck let's get it let's do it sweet um i fought a guy called brody uh studler and he's he i think it was his like 36th fight or something he was one of the the, the big boys in australia at the time i fought him at like 57 kilos it was so small at 15 yeah and i went in i, I was like they're like doing a fight brody and i was like oh yeah look let's do it and you know i would i got fed to the wolves that fight you know i went in i went the distance i did pretty good but man i got belted like i, I lost the fight you know pretty pretty convincingly um, you know, and at the time, a lot of people said, you know, you shouldn't do it. It's a bit silly. But I look back now and that was a big pivotal fight for me because mm. that showed my character. It showed who I was. I jumped in the deep end early and it showed me what kind of person I was. And, you know, about two years later, I fought when I was 16 or even a year, year later, sorry, when I was 16 years old, it was a week after my birthday. Um, I had a really bad back at the time. I fractured one of my vertebrae when I was a bit younger. Well, how'd you do that? Um, I don't know. Like, really? It, but like buckled me for a proper like two or three years. It was like real as my L5 and my vertebrae. Really? Yeah, and I was just like couldn't run, couldn't kick. So I was fighting Thai boxing, but I was just doing like just punching and throwing elbows, elbows in the gym. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I got a fight with a guy called Jake Marks. And at the time, he I think he was number one in Australia. He was very, very good. Um, like doing a fight main event in Sydney in a couple of weeks and I was like yeah sweet I couldn't kick at all um, so I was like yeah we'll, we'll do it whatever um, he ended up he threw a step up knee and broke three of my ribs in the first round like Fuck. just straight off the bat and I had that back issue I couldn't already kick and then that first one he, it, it didn't drop me but I felt them go um, and then he ribs are it, so shit too it's horrible man he, he hit me with that knee and then I went into the corner he hit me with two body rips and then he popped my head up with an uppercut and hit me with a crossing elbow and dropped me <laughs> Do so you remember that? Like, every, if, like you click, can literally click, sit there and close your eyes and see it. At the time, I didn't know what it was. I've watched the footage back a lot yeah, of times, okay. but, but I remember the body shots. That's for sure. But I just remember. I look. I look back at the footage now, and man, that was the first like two minutes of the fight, and I was like, "Fuck!" I got another four rounds with this killer. I've got no rib. My ribs are gone. My gas is gone. My back's gone. Like my my I got can't kick. And I was man. I was sixteen. I weighed like fifty seven kilos. I didn't have power. Like I wasn't gonna hurt him. Um, so, but then I got up and I fought You're round. a little mongrel yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I fought round two and then he dropped me with a double body rip. As soon as he hit the ribs, I went down, got through round three, got through round four and round five, I broke his nose with the, with the jumping knee or I, I don't know if I broke it, but it blew out pretty bad. I busted it. And then he ended up dropping me double body rip knee to the head in the last round, but I got through the fight. Yeah. Um, I got fed to the wolves before the fight even started and I got absolutely just ripped apart, but I got through the fight and I look back. That's why I got that pain as temporary pride forever on my ribs now yeah, yeah. because that was from that fight, you know. And I think every single fight like that, whether it be personal life, money, competing, jobs, it doesn't really matter. Each one of them give you a lesson yeah. that you it shows you who you are or who you want to be and it gives you a template to write off the next time you're in that situation. And yeah. I think 
experience in personal you know kind of thing i think that that defines who you are more so than anything yeah yeah Fuck, it's so cool man to have that that gnarly of a mindset from such a young age because like i've been thinking lately that essentially growing up is just handling the shit that's asked of you yeah in a timely and orderly manner yeah you know like that's all the definition of being a grown-up like oh yeah we're winging it man everyone's winging it if anyone tells you they know what they're doing they're fucking lying yeah we're all just winging it yeah you know you're in a successful position you're killing it you're doing this that's because we've i've learned enough to get here yeah when i started when all of us started like we have no idea what we're doing yeah and when you when you're young man you got no idea if you don't have like a a good kind of role model or someone who's going to hold your hand from you know 14 years old to 25 26 then that might not be the best thing anyway exactly you're getting your hand held the whole time yeah so it's man you just gotta you gotta figure it out as you go and some people get blessed with a you know a great upbringing some people get absolutely nothing some people are anywhere in between and you can make it from either one exactly you just got to have the right mindset you just got to surround yourself with the right people and you know sometimes you don't know because you haven't been exposed to the right kind of people yeah yeah you know which is great like podcasts like this man you, you're getting massive reach to a lot of people and you know it, it all takes us for one set of years that need to hear it and it could yeah. change someone's life so yeah. yeah did you get lucky with any really good mentors or anyone when you were kind of young yeah like josh my coach josh arnold he was he's been my pad holder since i was or my trainer my coach since i was yeah 14 15 so yeah so he, we were at a boon shoe for a long time and he's always looked after me like a younger brother kind of thing and he's always been there whether like when i was younger when i needed tapes or i needed um, a pair of gloves or I needed something for that he was always just in that background just always he'd buy them like he didn't have two cents to rub together either but he would always make, make it up make sure I was okay kind of thing I still remember a day where we were bench it was one of like my first sparring sessions where he would just I, I was only like 14 or 15 it's one of the weirdest memories that I, I have because it's just so clear and he was just had his guard up tight and I was just laying into him sparring and he was just helping me spar as a young kid you know just little flashes like that um, he was really good because we both kind of had no fucking idea what we were doing. We neither of us had money. I was a kid, and you know, my parents split up, and all this shit happened. And I had not like you know the only thing I had was that gym. I would go back at the same time every single day, all right, four p.m. till six thirty p.m. I train. Oh, that's that's the same every day, During, day to day. I wasn't eating well. I was underweight. I was going through all this other personal shit, and I was just like, doesn't matter. At the end of the day, I get to go to the gym. I get to train, and that that's literally what kept me that was it like the, yeah for, for my whole life you know um that's why i think routine's so important but josh was always just there and you know as we got into the later half of my career we really started progressing and stuff like that and then when i crossed over to boxing josh had like i think apologies joshy if i got it wrong but he had like 14 um amateur fights when he was younger and he um loves boxing that was his kind of original jam that he loves and uh when i crossed over to boxing he became my boxing coach and yeah. man like just session to session fight to fight we've just gone from zero to 100 and man we just and like when i first started boxing didn't have any money he was he's making all my kits he still does makes all my kits was buying me gloves before i had sponsors before i had backing before i you know i'm in a good place now i'm not saying that i'm struggling i'm still you know we all have our struggles but I'm, yeah. I'm in a really good place man from where i was i've got my shit together you know but that first couple of years you know there was a big portion there if i didn't have josh i would have been fucked i gen- genuinely from the bottom of my heart i would have been cooked if i didn't have him around so having him there was always like 
someone's got my back and mm. you know that's so important having that and then now i've got such a massive team and such a big family like it's just insane it's insane it's so it's so good to see you know how far you can come from nothing just being consistent and just yeah. ha- and just believing in it you know yeah. and having one or two people there that can have your back it's it's sick so when when you were going through the struggles that you were going through and he was essentially keeping you going yeah how much of it is the physical side of like him buying gloves and actually like you know support with some dollars to just knowing that there's someone out there that yeah. still believes in you it was more so just knowing that someone had my back kind yeah. of no matter what you know like obviously my so family make a huge yeah. difference oh, eh? and don't get me wrong my family was there oh, my friends there man I, like i was like i said i moved out of home early so i got a lot of stupid debts bought a fucking dumb car that broke down like a week after i bought it and had a big debt to that like i'm which i'm still paying off like there's there's a lot of stuff How that fucking annoying it's cool. is dealing with like oh. dumb money shit you did in your early 20s still paying for it still paying for it's it fucked. that was like f- fucking 12 <laughs> years ago or something i'm so over it but um that'll be done this year actually but that'll be good but yeah like just yeah i don't know just not just knowing someone that had your back through that whole shit like whether you know i had friends i had josh i had my family lend me money week to week to week to week there was times i couldn't pay them back there was times that shit can fuck with your head so much too man massive massive there was so many times i just i would send the text and i would be like i would start the sentence with i'm so sorry that i have to ask you again and it Mm. it crumbled me and i felt fucking depressed i felt shit and then when i couldn't pay them back and then the next week i'd pay them back but then by doing that i was fucking myself with my bills and then i'd have to go borrow it off someone else and it was so bad for so long um you know but just having some you know like having joshy there just knowing that if i need gloves or if i need if i need anything if i need a chat if i need to speak to someone there's someone there that can can get it sorted but i knew how much he was going through shit too and i was like you know he's gone through all this but he's still willing to help me it's just yeah it's 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 a it's a crazy kind of appreciation man i got a lot of respect for you to come from that because i've been through the same shit with money dude like it's cooked (laughs) just it is so fucking hard to be doing something on your own trying to make a career off an idea that you've got because essentially like that's what you got bro you've got an idea that you can be a boxing world champion that's it yeah yeah and you get to this point now you've got a lot of shit that backs up your fucking idea but it's still an idea yeah and it's like when when you're in this position and i mean fuck it's been the same like when i moved to america there was times where i was so fucking broke in america that my power and water would go out in the this house right and then i'd have like my friends would be out of town and i'd just be in america freezing cold in winter and then no fuel in my car no food i'm literally just sitting in a fucking box with my dog man waiting for something to happen and just desperately desperately trying not to text my mom again for money yeah and it is just the most fucking demoralizing feeling you just feel like the biggest piece of shit yeah and like i'm fucking all these other people you just feel like a fucking burden oh i know what you man to come through that and to get to where you're at now dude fuck it just can't be like overstated yeah i appreciate man likewise for yourself man and there's a lot of people a lot of people that that go through the same shit there's people that are in it right now fuck yeah that just need to hold on because fuck man it it gets better just be proactive be productive um yeah. you know there's there's always people out there that are that are there for you um you know yeah, it's a massive thing and then 
sometimes, like I said before, you get yourself in a little bit of a box and you go, there's no other way. There's, fuck, I'm fucked. I got no money. I got this, yeah. I got that. I got no, no no food, no fuel. That shit sucks, man. Like, it's it's proper heavy. Um, Do you know I fixed it, though? Work. <laughs> yeah. Work fixes. Show up. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Work when you fucking can't. You know what I mean? Just yeah. a- any single yeah. thing that you what like that the only road out of that is yeah. just fucking work no There's, feeling sorry for yourself nah. just keep going kind of thing man you know now i can i lend money to people now that need it you know man i'm I'm there helping people i'm and i'm not saying that to go oh i'm no nah, nah, it's not like, coming like, across like it's that at all. so fucking awesome to be able to be at a point in my life where i see people not for them they're for their sake but to be able to help people and give people that same hope that I felt when Josh was helping me or yeah. my old man or my friends were helping me to be able to give them that shield as that person. It's fucking surreal. It's really, really cool. So, man, just onwards and upwards. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that is a credit to you though, dude, because fuck, it's hard to work hard in, <laughs> in that in that headspace that you can yeah. get in because fuck, there's just, it can drag you down so much. Yeah, yeah, man. And to, to everyone that's going through it or everyone that helped me, I can't tell you how appreciative I am and everyone that knows who I'm talking about so thankful yeah no it's awesome man and yeah I, I, it's definitely a credit because to keep growing it's fucking hard through that yeah. shit when you said before the power of routine when did you realize that recently <laughs> recently bro like I, I obviously I've always done it yeah. I've always trained I've always but my diet my scheduling my um just leaving my fuel to the last second before filling filling it up yep. fucks me for the you're whole day. Figure it out. Figure yeah, it out. 100%. Like, I've always just shown up. I've always trained. I've always got it done. Yeah. But probably the last year right. or so, I've, since I've gone full time training, I've realized how important recovery hey, you training. Professional. Yes. Yeah. Diet, eating at the right times, scheduling my meals around my training, what I eat, depending on what session I'm having, filling up my fuel the night before so I could go straight there and just little shit. Yeah has changed my whole life like and it's, it's saved me money it's put yeah it's, it's, it's giving me a bit of a bank account now it's giving me progression with my body with my health with my mind with my friends with my family my partner like it's it, it's huge and I I've, I've got told by everyone everyone's like you need to organize better you needed this people tell you your whole life yeah be organized yeah put your fucking papers in a file and not scrunch them up and put them in your closet like I still do that shit now like all my mail's all over the place and I get files and I probably have to call my mum to ask where my passport is. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still got like I still am like that, but um, that's definitely progress. Like yeah, there's an active yeah, push towards yeah, being more yeah. organized, and it just clears your head, man. Like even fight week, I always get my car washed. I always clean my clothes, fold my clothes, clean the house. I always just freshen up fight week. That's what I'm doing when I get home. The savvy. That's cool. Um, I like yeah, that. Yeah, I like I, that. I, that's my number one thing. Fight week, man. I just clean and I just. I turn into this mad domesticated dude and I just sort my shit out because then before I leave to the fights, I'm in a fresh space. I've got a fresh home. Yeah, Everything's organized. I know where everything is. There's no clutter. Um, and even just something like that can help me focus on the yeah. fight more so. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so important. Dude, I used to rebel so hard against discipline. <laughs> and I was like, I have always had an insane work ethic. Yeah. And you could ask anyone that's ever worked with me like, 
I will show up and I, because I did like a filmmaking stuff back in, that's what I did in America. Yeah. So we'd just go on these like crazy long shoots or we'd be doing these music videos where you don't start till 1am at night. And it's just like a grind. The traveling's yeah. a grind. Like I've done times where I've landed off international flights, had to drive eight hours to a location, shoot for eight hours. Yeah, you massive, know. yeah. So you, I know that I've put in the work and I yeah. know that I've had the work ethic. Yeah. But I had zero of my shit together yeah, no and in my head in my head i was like if you just work hard if you just do this everything else will figure itself out yeah well it actually doesn't <laughs> shit falls apart yeah. if you just focus on that one yeah. thing and in my head the way that i like intellectualized it was i just want to be free dude like i want to be free i don't want to be told what to do yeah. that's why i work for myself blah blah you can spin yourself all this bullshit and it wasn't until I just like kind of lucked into a morning routine. Yeah. And uh, I, I love reading. So every single day, like I, I, f- I saw a post from a couple of years ago where I was like, oh, I've started getting up 20 minutes early to read. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's crazy. That Like that's how it started. Yeah. But now it's just every day yep. standard one hour reading yep. minimum every yep. single day. I do that's everything. Massive, yeah. Like every single thing I do in the morning is exactly the same. Yeah. You could see me on a Monday, a Sunday, doesn't matter. Yeah. And then I started, it's kind of like what you said about the gym, how you from four till six every day, like you just yep. knew that no matter what else was going on, it was going to be sweet. Yeah. I kind of like that with my morning. I'm just like, Hey, I'll just go to bed real early yep. because I can get up and do my shit. Yeah. But that started to leak over when I yeah. saw the benefits of that. And yeah. I was like, dude, this is actually where the freedom is. Yeah. Like the, um, this isn't a, this isn't like a, uh, this isn't encroaching on my freedom. This is what facilitates you it. Create this is it what yourself, gives man. it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And now I've really started to try and like make a system for everything. And, yeah. you know, you know, I guess you don't want to be like a slave to your systems, yeah. but, but I feel like the, the outcome like the machine oh. is only as good as the systems that are in place yeah, i'll tell you something i still do which is terrible emily my partner will kill me for it i i train two or three times a day so i go through so many clothes yeah man like i'm talking two, torture. two three pairs of underwear two three pairs <laughs> of shirts two three pairs of pants hoodies sweat everything i come home and i'm like fuck i'm in a rush and i'll like poof, throw it on the, the garage floor and i'll go i'll get that later and then like, my wraps are in there and there's got like a brand new training shirt and I'll go out and I'll come back an hour later it's bleached into my shirt and I go fuck I, I throw them in the bin so Emily doesn't have to see them because she, she's she told me she's told me a hundred times stop putting them with yeah. your clean clothes because and that's her just saying be like you're doing yourself an injustice here and, then yeah. she wash, and she's right she's been a trooper she's washes me and she washes all my stuff she looks after me so well and I'll come home and I'll put like by two or three days if I forget to do that though like if I don't come home and do a washing like this RV I'm going to go home and just wash for the next four hours but yeah. if, if I don't go and do that tonight tomorrow morning I've got four pairs of wet shit in the garage which I because I've got a press conference tomorrow I've got um, I've got a haircut to go to I've got a press conference I've got to run I've got to go do the sauna and then Friday I've got the weigh-in mid- midday I've got a lot to organise so if I don't go and do that it's going to fucking shoot me It'll in the foot Thursday, Friday and I'm going to feel scattered fight day so Man, it is massive, and you know Emily's helping me massively with that too. So she's she's on me about it, um, which is super important. But yeah, it's it's, so, it's such a important part of being an athlete or being successful or being just clear in the head, man. Just yeah, you, you have to live in your own home. Make sure you look after that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, 
it's counterintuitive yeah. you know you think that you want to like oh yeah i just fully thought that it was like a negative thing that i just didn't want to <laughs> fuck with at all and that oh, I'd, I'd be yeah i'd be <laughs> able to i was like if i just fucking kill it at work i'll be able to figure it out yeah. that it's like i was horror made <laughs> the, dude the fucking washing pile does not care how many no. people listen to your podcast like no. that shit still yeah. needs to get done it doesn't care how many people you fucking yeah. knock out either yeah i'm so lucky i got m i just come home and it's done and i'm just like oh my god dude how good <laughs> is a good woman yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i got told this uh we did a shoot in kansas city with this uh full like this, this guy's like one of the he was one of the best baseball players in america yeah. like full-on like redneck hillbilly american baseball yeah. dude and he's like we i met um his wife was there and i was said to him i was like man your wife is so lovely like she's such a nice person he's like there's nothing better than a good woman and yep. nothing worse than a bad one. Yeah. And he's so, <laughs> so right, dude. No truer, uh, no truer words. <laughs> but yeah. for, to be an athlete, like you've got to be super selfish. Yeah. So I think it actually does take a special partner. Oh, to, to, do, to deal with your, yeah, to deal with yeah. your shit, man. Definitely you, a lot of time for yourself, a lot of training, a lot of, you know, even just for me, when I weight cut, I do turn into a grouch. Obviously. Yeah, that you makes know, sense. You know, you, you calorie deficient you're bloody stressed out you're wigging out about the fight you am i prepared you're going through all this it's a whirlwind that last that last week of a fight you know to have someone to be able to put up with you and to be able to understand what you're going through to be able to sacrifice yeah. know that you're you're not going to be around a lot because you're always training it's massive man massive props to to all the people that all the ladies that are with athletes or with you know guys that have big jobs that work all the time do late nights and stuff it's not an easy easy ask yeah i think it's cool that when when somebody can get on board with like the common goal too you yeah because that's sort of she obviously believes in you the way yeah. that you believe in yourself man she literally she said to me she goes if we had to pack up and leave the country and go to america tomorrow i'd pack up and come with you she, she's got no reservation she's all in which is for me which is absolutely unreal um yeah she's fully invested you know she's she um, works in childcare. she's doing um, so her studies, she, she's doing everything for her and she's got obviously her own, yeah. you know, she's, she's a hard worker, but she's so invested in what I do too. We've got the common goal of just getting to where we need to get to and she, she, yeah, she'd pack up and go tomorrow. Yeah. Um, with the, when you, obviously like you're professional now, so the window's gone, but did you ever consider doing like the amateur boxing to go oh, to like the Olympics and stuff if, like that? If, or If I was younger. Yeah, 100%, okay. 100%. So the, is that why, so you were already so far down the, pro Thai boxing road that's why yeah. you've like it's a, just a different kind of lane yeah right? so, so when I first started boxing man it was like completely not intentional one day Wayne um, when I was training at Boonshu Wayne Parr he goes do you want to have a boxing fight we've just been offered a, a guy they're looking for a guy at 72.5 kilos oh, so you weren't even really thinking about boxing when, when, I, when I first started boxing bro I think I debuted in 2016 so it says I've been boxing for six years whatever I've only actually been full-time boxing for about two two and a half yeah, okay um I think midway through 18 i started training full-time um like as a boxer um but yeah he said do you want to fight we got to fight for 72.5 i was walking around at 73 and i was like oh yeah whatever sweet i'll jump in they're like oh we'll give you two and a half thousand i'm like done done <laughs> yeah. money grab man that's funny i'd box on yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah i was like this is sick and i was only young man yeah. um i was only like 18 or 19 or something i think 18 um and I jumped in and I ended up knocking the guy out in the first round. Just went in and just threw a right hand. <laughs> the towel came in. And I was like, Good night, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this is epic. And then, um, yeah, it was just kind of kind of run off that. But yeah, 
I only can't remember what we were going off. Well, the Olympics. We're oh, the Olympics, about. of yeah. course, of course. Because yeah, that, so, that would be like the more yeah. traditional round, yeah. right? Com Games, Olympics. So, so, yeah, so going off that. So I did think about it after that fight because you can go back after nine or less fights to the Olympics. You can go back into the amateurs. Oh, wow. Um, so you can go back into um, back into the Olympics. But once you have 10 or more, it's done. Yeah. So I'm at 10 now. But at the time, I was still young, but I wasn't. I didn't have the kind of thought process to go, oh, I could do this for a career. So I went back and had five six more tie fights yeah took another short notice boxing fight went back had another couple of fights had another boxing and then i was like this is what i want to do but by the time i did that man i was already like 23 or something and yeah. i was like if i train time to get that money yeah if i train for the next four years learning how to go and throw you know punches and bunches and then try and go to the olympics i might be 26 by the time i get there and then by the time i go pro i'll be 27 i'll like by the time I got to where I am now, I'd be nearly 30 and my career's over in a couple of years. So yeah, yeah. I thought, and because I had success in my first few boxing fights, man, my first fight was a knockout. My second fight was, um, I fought a guy called Jason Lucan at the time. He was like a real big respected guy locally. He was 5-0 and as a pro. Um, they reckon he hadn't lost in like eight years or something, amateur or pro. And um, I didn't know who I was fighting. And they're like, oh, we've got a guy. You know, I jumped I jumped on the scales with jeans on, had grill, grilled for brekkie, man. <laughs> I, was, I was underweight and I had jeans no on. Shit. They're legit cause they're, he was a big, tall Southpaw boy, and I didn't know when I was fighting or anything. We got there on the night. Turns out we were main event, and he, the whole crowd had this lightning looking looking shirt on, and I was like, "Oh my god! Like, what have I signed I'm up for?" I'm, yeah, I'm about to get bashed. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, this, oh, this guy's like a legit boxer. This guy's um, got t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck, that must have cost some money. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I ended up knocking him out. I like, I, I felt comfortable. I didn't lose a round. Just dropped him in the second, dropped him in the third, knocked him out, and. Then my next fight, I fought um, a guy called Bubba Higgins in Melbourne, who was like three-time Victorian champion. I went over and fought him, dropped him, and fought outboxing for four rounds. Like, and then I just started. Just I was like, man, I'm having so much success in the pros because amateurs are very um, no power, high work, right? So there's no like eight counts. If you hit someone and flash them, the ref will give you a count. Yeah. But then they can come back and jab you, and it's even. Like they don't score 10 8 rounds, I don't believe. Yeah, right. So, for me to go back and my whole career, man, has just been throwing the kitchen sink at people, trying to knock them out. I don't think I would have done that well. Yeah, yeah. if I went yeah. back, I probably would have got lit up because guys would have just been like, but, and moving, yeah, but, out. And yeah. I would have been like, fuck, what am I doing, kind of thing. You would have just been chasing dudes the whole time. Yeah, and yeah. I'm sure if I land a shot, it's over, but man, it's what one and a half minute rounds and three, one, one and a half with headgear and 16s. Like, I'm not getting that done. So, I thought I'll stick to the pros, and man, yeah. And, and over the years, I've I've really adapted really well to that. Um, and but I've just kind of reverse engineered my style to now. I'm becoming. I've got the power. I've got that sit. I've got that kind of sh- that um, physicality. I guess like I'm a lot stronger than guys my weight. If I get in the clinch, there's. What no do you reckon that is? A tie boxing. I was going to say, is is that like a tie boxing yeah, crossover? Yeah, 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 because clinch, it's yeah. more physical. Like you've been grappling as well yeah, as yeah. Man, boxing, yeah. right? And anyone that sparred me can can vouch. If I if I get a hold here. I'll spin you. I'll push you. I'll shrug yeah. you. I'm, I'm a lot. Even guys two divisions heavier than me. I'm a lot stronger then. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Yeah, but you know, it's like when you get like, uh, even when you do jujitsu with a judo dude. Yeah, they just get a grip on you, and you're like, "Fuck, this is different." They, they could man. be they could be yeah. half your size yeah. and ragdoll you. Yeah. Yeah. So I think just from the experience, like a lot of the time, I get in the clinch, and I'll just put a little bit of hip and just spin them onto the ropes kind of thing it's just been and you guys do sweep in tie boxing as well yeah, yeah yeah catching sweeps and just stand up clinching just even controlling the arms and locking the arms up and stuff and having one hand free and elbowing or punching yeah, dirty yeah, boxing yeah. kind of thing so yeah that makes sense that you'd be stronger then yeah so like crossing over 
I felt pretty comfortable in that. So, but now I'm really reverse engineering that back to defense, movement, footwork. Um, yeah. you, you know, using my hands to rather than lock on or be aggressive to defend them. You know, be a bit more sleek, and it's it's working really well, man. Like I feel I feel unreal. I've had some some amazing rounds, you know, so far into the career, like with even just sparring yeah. high, high level guys and stuff. And I'm starting to really feel in my in my place. Fuck, it's so crazy, man, to be in the position that you're in, won the fights that you've won, fighting for an Aussie title, and you're probably not that good of a boxer yet compared to like man, what you're gonna be. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm only just starting, man. I've, yeah. I've only had the ten fights. You know, a lot of these guys have been boxing, boxing. I know. Look, I've had. You can't disregard. There's the, a lot of experience in yeah, Thai boxing. Yeah, like I've fought. But it's not the same sport. Yeah, you you could have a hundred amateur boxing fights and you could be a very good boxer technically. But I've gone over and fought Yodkin Pun, who was number three in the world at the time, at the time, Thai, on a week's notice in China. I had one of my best mates, Jamie Stamp. He had like forty odd fights too. Like I was, I had a, I fought in an eight man eliminator. I had to fight three guys in one night to win. I won that. Had a couple of weeks off and I was all banged up. I was on the pier, so I kind of stuff we got a call we've had a pull out can you fight yod and i was just like man this guy's a killer like had <laughs> like proper proper killer he's like 120 fights or something and i was like yeah like the tie boxing is all about respect like and like um, yeah. in the usc and stuff you want to see the best fights fighters fight the best fighters yeah if they lose it's not that big of a deal they yeah. just you know, you know boxing's all about the record but with you know with muay thai boxing fucked that up yeah massively it's mayweather effect man but with um when I fought over there and fought him, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I had one of my mates. My trainers couldn't come, so I got a mate to come over and wrap my hands. Like, it was all... <laughs> and we were sitting, and we were, like, in the bus on the way to the venue. Just me and him are the only foreigners. All the other guys are Thai and sketchy, man. And um, on the way to the venue, Jamie goes, should we come up with... We should come up with a game plan, shouldn't we? And I was like, all right. So we started, like, Googling all of his fights, and he just knocks everyone out. No shit, on the fucking bus. On, on the bus on the way to the venue. And he, he's just knocking out everyone with left hook, left hook, left hook. He's like, don't get hit with that left hook. Yeah. <laughs> it's just That's avoid, game avoid the left hook. First round, man, and like I was smoked him, comfortable as beat him on points, got back to the corner, and Jamie actually said to me, he slapped my guzzle and went, We're winning. We're winning. <laughs> and I was just like, Yeah, let's go, kind of thing. And I think my brain just turned off at that point. Yeah. Second round I got hit with the left hook. That <laughs> just dropped me. Minced, oh. minced me. Like Fuck. I've never been hit like that in my life. You know when you see videos of guys get knocked out and they're like Oh, they're like they're stiff and they're making sounds. Yeah, yeah. I felt like that. The ropes caught me and they bounced onto my knees, and like on my um, I was sitting on my bum and my, my arms on my knees. I was, I'll try and find the footage. It's somewhere on the internet. But um, see if you can get that yeah, internet working. Yeah, around and just go on the uh, oh, it's back. What yeah, what would we look t- up? Here? Uh, type in um, Ben Marnie, M A H O N E Y verse. Oh, N E Y, bro. That's right. Um, and then just go verse um, Yod. Y-O-D Yeah and just type that in It might come up Yod Alei-Ihu oh. uh, Go um, Oh yeah iPhone Yeah hook that shit up Shout out Boost Mobile Yeah there's a highlight Of me getting belted Because I got up Love that I got up and I got through the round And then he ended up just I was in another dimension And he just belted me For the last round Fuck And then um, uh, yeah. Type a O in the back at, uh, Behind In between there And in, in the Nah O-N-E-Y M-A-H O-N-E-Y Yeah Yeah you got it uh, We'll get it We'll get it And just If you want to type in uh, Yod's full name It's Yod And that's K-H U-N P-U-N I think Try that uh, If you scroll down It should be somewhere It's somewhere on the internet 
Uh, it's like a little highlight of me just getting lit up. Fuck. I mean, I'd like, to, you know. It's a lot of jaws at this point. Is that the dude that you broke his jaw? Yeah. That one right there. That's, yeah. Yeah. Fuck off. Made world news, baby. <laughs> dude, I, I saw Rogan yeah, spoke yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. Ho- nah. Holy fuck. Yeah, it's... um. So that's him. Yeah, it's pretty heavy. Damn, that is uh, fucking may- heavy. Maybe just go one more attempt if you type in... Um, Do you just want to copy that and put it into Google, Ronan? And maybe Google will spit it out. Or is it on YouTube? Yeah, Google would probably find it, man. I, th- no, I think if you go Google, it'll probably come up. Yeah, just copy that. Could, paste it, it in could, Google. It could be off somebody. Uh, it's on um is it? it's on top king maybe type in top i don't even know if you type in um i oh, just on um yeah go top king ben marnie and it might come up I'll give that a go uh, maybe just go image uh videos Corey smith go uh, the world does not there it is the bottom one. Oh, oh there yeah. yeah is that it no nah, not this one go back go back Ronan. it's that the bottom one yeah there yeah so it's in the second round I get hit with a left hook Facebook got it wild yeah so it's um how so far in you reckon probably about five five minutes I reckon five minutes go five minutes in rounds we're searching super hard to get what you get knocked out. Yeah, it's yeah. Weird. I, no, I love it. I love it. I love it. Good on oh, you. It'll, it'll probably show the highlight if this is the second round break. Ooh, face team. Love Fuck that. yeah, you're all just smaller, eh? Like in terms of compared oh, to now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was only a little boy. Uh, Still got that right though, eh? Oh, I was trying to land it, man. He had a head of concrete. I think I was this round two. Yeah. Yeah. So I get dropped somewhere in here. If you just trace the bottom, you'll probably see me sitting on the floor. Yeah, go to just before. There you go, but no, was that no, it? no, wasn't it? I throw a leg kick and he just traces the kick. There it is. So go back a little bit. Yeah, kick going back. Yeah. Oh, back a little bit. Kick Poor bugger. So, yeah, he was starting to put it on me. He's throwing jumping knees. Oh. First round, I felt so comfy. They must have just said, kill him. <laughs> He's coming out the next round. Just be like, stop and, playing with this yeah, boy. Yeah, and then it was here. Oh. And it doesn't look like much, man, but I genuinely felt like... That was stiff. I felt like I had head-butted a car bonnet. It was that by far, even with all the boxing fights, all the tie boxing, I've had 50 pro fights together... That was the hardest I've ever been hit by, like, really? a country mile. Go back, go back. You're right. It's kind of inconspicuous. It looks it, stiff. Oh, But it was just the knuckle rolled over on my chin, and, and it, it I can't explain to you the feeling. I just felt like I was just going, oh, and I was just locked up, and it was just, it was cooked. Um, I actually don't remember the rest of that night. I remember, like, kind of coming to, and we were in this big function venue, and it was kind of like the after party of the fight show, and I was just like... Really? That's when you remember? Yeah, because I I remember... There's somewhere in here. It's it's only a little, but I I hit him with an elbow at the end of this round and cut him, um, and then I just get bashed for the rest of the third round. And it was just... I was just on the back pedal, just moving, trying to... Dude, there's something different, too, about those tie boxes oh, like even you just yeah. go to like a local event like what's that big arena that they got in um 
Oh, where yeah, everyone yeah, fight yeah. Bangalore, yeah, Bangalore yeah. Road or There's whatever. He- heaps, of those, heaps of those little stadiums. In yeah, there. dude, just the average Joe. Oh, dude, when I was over there, I was hard cunts. Yeah, I was training um, Quest in Thailand years ago. I was only like 18 or 19, but I went over for a few weeks before a fight and um, I went to a local show, like you were just saying, and I was just like, oh, we'll see how they go. And just some of the guys that were just the first few fights of the night <laughs> were built like yeah. physique models. And the way they fought, I was like, they would kill me. And they've just never heard of them here. Never, they're just fighting for to put food on their table. I think that's the difference yeah. too. Man. We do it for. You got to remember, Muay Thai comes from a a third world country. Yeah, they do this to feed their family. They do this to put food on the table. We do it as a luxury. We do it for fun. Yeah. So they have a different mentality of when they go in, they're gonna kill you kind of thing. They've been doing. They've been throwing elbows since they were seven years old. Yeah. You know, we come in and we start when we're 18 and we have a few shin padded fights and then we fight a tie at the top level, you know, and it's just, you, I could feel when I was fighting him, the intentions were different. Like it wasn't like we were just mm. fighting. Usually I hit people and my, my aggression kind of hurts them or scares them more. When he was hitting me, I was like, he was throwing jumping knees, face tapes, big bombs, like I think two punches after he, um, he dropped me, he actually broke my nose with another punch. Like, there's a photo of me online somewhere. I don't know. I'll, no point trying to find it. It'll be way, way back. But his fist is up against my face, and you just see just like a squirt of blood coming out of it. Like it is. It doesn't look like much, but it's just different. It's different. Yeah. And that's where you got to respect all those foreigners, Wayne Parr, Raymond Deckers, all these guys that have gone over and fought the ties and beat the ties. It's next level because there's and there's f- like a different motivation there. Yeah. Because you just don't really. Like, there's no fucking Bentleys over there. There's no... Like, you're going there and you're going through these wars with these crazy Thai dudes that are feeding their families off it and then you're going and sleeping on a fucking floor with rats. And you're not, yeah, and you're not getting much. You're not, you're not getting any coin, man. Muay Thai, especially back in the day. Fuck. Money. Nowhere. Yeah. You know? And that's that's the shame of it, you know? And that's why I always say to people, they go, why doesn't Muay Thai have the same money as MMA or boxing? And it's nothing against Muay Thai it's really not it's a beautiful sport I wouldn't be half the person or athlete or human I am I got a full sleeve about Thai boxing like it's it's my it's who I was um, but it did come from a third world country it's, it's different motivation that's you know with MMA it's the entertainment business yeah. with boxing it's showtime it's flashy people walk out on Tyson Fury walked out on a fucking throne with a crown <laughs> on it's the entertainment Yeah. Thai boxing is the tradition it's a lifestyle it's the lifestyle it's 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 a being itself you know it's not the same thing and that's why there'll never be the same amount of I suppose money or the same amount of marketing or sponsors because it's just not the same when people see this yeah. there's, there's respect there's a lot of bowing they walk out with the Mong Kongs and the arm tussles and it's the culture that's yeah. that's why it's not on the podium with everything else you know why doesn't it have the same kind of money as well the pay-per-views like if you put this online how many buyers would you get yeah you, I'm sure you never have you heard of Top King before no one of the biggest I was going to say I bet it's massive yeah huge so it, you know if you heard of Bellator you heard of one yeah. you heard of UFC you know you heard of yeah Top King or any of that kind of stuff it's just, it's just a different kind of world yeah and it's a shame because Thai boxing is so beautiful and it's but not every sport needs to have no. a Floyd Mayweather no not every no. sport needs to and there's yeah, yeah it's nothing against it man yeah, like, yeah. and, and for what it is in its own entity is fucking amazing it's so big and it's so unreal and I would never take back a second not not a yeah. one second of it um, but yeah Floyd, Floyd kind of <laughs> shot everyone in the foot he's kind of 
the Mayweather effect is something else. Yeah. Do you, can you feel the difference between you and like a boxer? Like you can feel when you're in there, you're like, oh, dude, like I've just got this tie shit nah, and you haven't felt it. Not, not, no, not anymore. Not anymore. When I first started. At the level that you're at now, yeah, it's nah, gone. Nah, yeah, okay. 100%. I, like I'd, try, I'd tell everyone and I kind of don't need to tell them. I can just show them, but I'm a legitimate boxer now. You know, when I first started, when I first had my few, first few fights, I was like rigid and upright and just, yeah. and they were coming inside and all this body shit. And I was like, what is this? Um, I Originally, I could definitely feel I was in a different sport, like bodyboarding and surfing. I could feel mm. it was different territory. Still riding a wave. Yeah. Doing but, it totally differently. Exactly. So, yeah. But now I, I've, I feel comfortable. I feel, I've sparred guys like Dennis Hogan, Jeff Horn, um, Jack Bowen, Cameron Hammond, all these big names and stuff like that. I feel comfortable with them. I feel like my, you know, they're world level boxers, but I feel my defense, my attack, my movement, my variations. I feel everything is a legitimate boxer. Mm. Um, I've been doing this for two and a half years now. You know, I've been doing martial arts for 15, 16, 17 years. So like, it's not, it's not another world for me, but um, originally though, man, when I first started my first few, I was like, what have I signed up for? Like once I started taking it seriously, my first like three fights, I was just threw a right hand and walked out. But that middle range where I was starting to fight guys that were a little bit more resilient, I wasn't knocking them out. Yeah, I was going distances, and I was like, I was finding myself in situations where I was on the inside, and I just kind of like a turtle, and then they're throwing fours and fives, and I'm like, which is scoring? Yeah, and I'm like, how do I? And they're all tucked up, and I'm like, how do I? How do I hit this guy when he's curled up like that in tie boxing? Just chop his leg, yeah, <laughs> grab yeah. his head and knee him in the face, like with that they cover up and you're like fuck where well, are here yeah. yeah so now I'm working with Craig Wilson from um, Rival Australia he's been so amazing he's that is next level training so he's you know what Jungle Board as a coach um, and he's been the last man couple of months it's just been insane like another level really again. like even in a few months the, the, I've, I've learned more in the last 10 weeks than I have in like and this is nothing to do with anything this is just a different method of training yeah um, you know me and Josh just because Josh is new to this as well, so we're just vibing together and we're killing it. But then we're getting people like Craig on, and and that's just going to improve both of you guys yeah, together. Sparring all these other guys, and me and Josh are both willing students. We, we're learning and we're figuring out, we're taking notes yeah. from everything. And you know, I've learned more in the last ten weeks than I can say I've, I've ever learned in a ten week block in my life. That's scary. Inside work, outside work, range, power shots, variances, um, setting things up, game planning, like the the shit that we've done this camp. I can't wait for that, man. I cannot wait to get in and show everyone what I'm talking about. It's been crazy. Crazy. Dude, to think that you can be at the level that you're at and still make like those kind of improvements, it, yeah. it that's exciting just in yeah. itself, right? And, and I'm still green, man. I still... I look at guys like Canelo Alvarez and I just... Oh. My brain comes out the side of my head. I just go, how can you can you get there? But that's just a progressional thing that's like fight by that's why they always used to say don't fight this guy at this time pick your fights I get it now because you know me fighting a guy at that top level I can't beat him right now but in a year if he stays exactly where he is and I have two or three more fights in that year period and I learn Mm. this and this and this I will beat him so there's a right time and a right place to fight the right people yeah because Uh, that progression slows down the closer you get to the top right yeah so you get those guys like i mean i guess everyone would still think they're improving and everyone probably Mm. is improving but the percentage gains that are even possible to make just kind of aren't there yeah Yeah. the big dramatic progressions slow down and that's that becomes the one percent you know 
So even now, I've, I'm happy with 1%. But just every camp, like whether I get hit with a shot in sparring or I land a shot or we take a step back and work on some defensive stuff, it's just it's blowing my mind how technical it is. Because, you know, again, nothing against tie boxing. But what I found throughout my career is I had a lot of success with my hands. I was stopping people. I was They weren't kicking me because I'd punch them first. When I get on the inside, I'd throw my elbows like crazy. My elbows were just as good as my hands back then. I'd, just, I'd go ham. Um, but... What I was finding is, if someone's a better kicker than you, you punch them. Yeah. If someone's a better puncher, you clinch them. Yeah. If someone can knee you, you're a better knee, you elbow them. There was always everyone. There's you know obviously the world level guys were amazing at everything. The ball cows and your some Clyes and the Sanchez. You can't go past them. But the guys that couldn't adapt, they were good with their legs. They were good with their hands. They were pretty good with their elbows and their fucking really good clinches. I would just outbox them yeah you know yeah. There, there was always a massive hole in somebody's game when you come over to boxing and you're, right up, and you're at my level now and, and up everyone is elite at boxing yeah you need to have IQ you need to play the game you need a game plan you need to those 1% matter massively because if he's a better boxer than you and he's got a better IQ and he's got a better game plan you're fucked you're yeah a, you're just shut down at every single time yeah. and that's when you see fights man you see some of those high level fights you're just expecting this amazing like war or whatever and it's just like a one that's why Mayweather was so amazing dude Everyone's, I was about yeah. to say can you watch you you can spend three hours watching Canelo Alvarez highlights yeah and then you're like there is nobody that could fucking box this dude no. and then you watch Floyd Mayweather and you're like but, but if you oh yeah, yeah. Whoa. but you watch back that fight made Canelo yeah can, right. Canelo in his prime now and Mayweather fuck who knows yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, but different weights and stuff but Canelo was an aggressive killer was bashing everyone after that fight he took his defense to another level he mm. took his game like that fight without that fight he wouldn't be near what he is today mm. so now you look at Canelo Canelo's a new goat who's to say Canelo's not going to bash some guy soon that. who then's going to go on in another five years yeah. and be the goat yeah. you know what I mean so th- this is what I'm saying fight the right guy at the right time yeah. someone like Mayweather is so smart and so technical and so he would just shut people out Yeah, and he wouldn't people go, he wouldn't he, fight people no, he'd, yeah. he'd go, oh, he's running. No, he's not. He's effectively boxing people. Yeah, you can't hit him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He beat Oscar De La Hoya. He beat um, Canelo. He, like, everyone that was something in that era, in their prime, he beat. Yeah. You can't say he's not the greatest. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's su- that's such a bummer. The Like, the Floyd effect is a bummer, though, because yeah. there's exactly what you just said. Imagine how good so many of these guys would be imagine the level that boxing would be at and a fucking armchair quarterback like yeah, shoot yeah. me no, you're right. but it's like imagine how good so much so many of these other guys would be if they didn't give a fuck about the O so much yeah, but and then, they could yeah. lose yeah, and then yeah. you know what I'm, you're seeing like yeah. the best guy because I mean it's the that's the argument with MMA like mm-hmm. you're seeing these dudes fight each other it's like even you know Connor and Poirier getting a chance to go again it's like Connor's yeah. always done good in in rematches yeah. and it's like if you if you're so obsessed about never losing a fight yeah. then you know because you're right the growth happens after those losses yeah. right because you adapt you go alright well Connor obviously like I, I watched that last fight and I, I watched that and I just go someone who's done the crossover and understands it that fight you know when he used to fight when he was originally killing everyone very springy he has that front, that stepping side kick the spinny kicks the, yeah. the, the counter pull left hand he had this really like specific niche style when he fought Poirier he 
was heavy on the front leg he's been boxing yeah so yeah. he's front leg orientated he's heavy on his front he's sitting so every time he'd kick him in the shin he wasn't checking all the weights he there. wasn't stepping yeah. out he was just getting drilled and then you see McGregor he'd land a punch McGregor's gonna knock Epore out I promise you because mm. he'll go back to his old style every time he landed that counter straight or the counter up Poirier would rock it would buckle him yeah. but because he's so front foot oriented he had no space to then swarm him if, if McGregor throws counters in but then puts two or three like he did against Alvarez yeah. and we did flash him and then throw God, two or three that was that was a performance if, man. If, if he throws punches in bunches like that after you flash him hit that accumulation McGregor will stop him hands down but again you can see the boxing coming out in the MMA Yeah, you can't box an MMA fighter in, under their rules you can't get an MMA or Muay Thai guy come to boxing under their rules you have to adapt to that sport um, and you could take bits and bits and pieces but yeah I'm very interested for that fight because I'm, I'm 100% you know it's not a bandwagon I'm just a big fan I, th- I think yeah. McGregor will come back of course he's he lost a lot he hasn't had a lot of wins in the last few years he climbed the mountain he did what he had to do but he's always entertaining he always puts on a show and he's always dangerous too so I think he's going to yeah. come back and stop him personally I think it's cool that Mc- I think McGregor's trajectory is pretty cool the it's fact ins- that he's lost and he, he makes an event out of losing you know what I mean like it, there's <laughs> the, literally no one loses what like better than Conor McGregor nah. like when Diaz fucking choked him bro like that was about <laughs> as epic as you can come back off a loss ever yeah. like yeah. he took it like man went to war with the dude for five rounds the next fight like he's he's literally made yeah. losing like a part yeah. of his brand because yeah. it, it builds up this yeah. story around him you and know? it's amazing that takes balls yeah and and, it, and it's made the whole losing thing everybody loses yeah everybody loses and you know minus Mayweather but like in life whether it's fucking sparring sessions or fights or any anything else outside of the sport you lose and I think McGregor because he's made such a big name for himself everyone gets fucking paid when he fights them so everyone's yeah. everyone's happy anyway but minus that you know he keeps coming back and he he shows that when you lose you can come back and win I think he's doing amazing you know people say he's not the greatest and people are on the, the dick riding bandwagon and stuff but man who else in this sport has had zero boxing fights <laughs> and gone and fought and uppercuts Floyd Mayweather as clean yeah, as you want you know and, and you can say Floyd just chilled rope doped him just played the game dragged the fight out of course he did Floyd could have which is fine Floyd could have stopped him and won yeah honestly but the bottom line is the fact that he even got that fight the fact that you know that even happened that's unheard of you know you say a lot of the boxing greats a lot of the MMA greats a lot of the whatever greats Conor McGregor you can't go past him he went from here to here got the champion was the first double champ Yeah. went up divisions one then he went over to the highest paid athlete in the world dips, he falls out of the Forbes list has one fight and then goes straight to number one and then dips again and then goes yeah. it's yeah. ridiculous yeah. he went from zero there, there is more literally more chance of me fighting Mayweather based on my experience and he went from nothing yeah. MMA and fought Mayweather for whatever payday that was the trailers for that fight was like, oh, a, mo- was like a movie dude. trailer and then comes back to MMA and then just has his own business has his own breaks label, his Cerrone's own nose with a fucking shoulder man he is honestly the goat of even combat, combat sport. sports yeah. he, at one time man I remember I used to go on, I was a massive fan of him so but I remember I went on Instagram one day and man I was scrolling through my stories and like just my general feed and then I'd go to like random feed where you just discover or whatever and everything like every All second post yeah. McGregor dude was, and he, he went from nothing to one of the, he's the same he was a plumber um, was on the dole 
hated his life was they reckon that in one of his stories he said he was like on the verge of quitting like i'm retiring and he got the call that week to go have his debut in the ufc like he came from nothing and became the biggest global star i got fucking goosebumps even thinking about yeah, it man. In, it's crazy in, in a period of that long yeah and then did what he did everyone that says man mcgregor's shut up yeah that's that's when you're like uh you're so big that you have haters by proxy yes yeah that's yeah. A, that's the that's the only effect you're just so big that you now have to have a proportion have of to. people that hate you it's just a literally you can't get around it and people always go you're on the bandwagon but at the same time it's like you're on the hating bandwagon yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Only, you're on the hate train bro yeah, it's a shit yeah. place to be the only reason you're being an egg is because he's successful and you're well that's the thing that is if if you're out there and you're a hater in any capacity what you're essentially doing is like owning up to your own shortcomings in your own mind yeah that's mm-hmm. what you're doing if you're hating on somebody's success what you're really hating on is your own failure yeah well why can't people why can't you just be happy for them you don't know them from a bar of soap when it, i'm hating on your calves i'm really hating on my lack of carbs. <laughs> yeah. that's exactly what's yeah, going on I get, I get that a lot <laughs> i get that a lot hey ronan can you um can you bring up mcgregor's twitter i want to see what the great man's been tweeting because the other thing that was weird is uh, is no fucking shit talk that last fight. See, this is another thing. I've got a big opinion on that. Too. Yeah, let's go. I want to hear it. McGregor has made his whole career on being not a dick, but savage. He's been... Savage. Yeah, like he's been... He fucks with people. He talks shit. He gets in their head. He's got that asshole and, and he fights mongrel he fights with that mongrel yes. though when yeah. his persona when he gets in he fights with that you can't just be one and then the other he would try to do the nice thing was very respectful went in shook hands didn't talk shit nothing he went in placid yeah it didn't work for him didn't work for him no. and then you see two days later they put up a post of him breaking out of, like it said the breaking out of like the chambers have you seen that photo no, no. Um, there was a tweet uh, or a photo ages ago and it was like um you know McGregor when he was really young it was like arsehole aggressor and then it was like Mr. Nice Guy and then there's a McGregor coming out of a cage like that and it says um, aggressive 2.0 or something like that and it's, yeah. and it's about him becoming an asshole again and they actually posted it on their socials um, I think that's so important because he's got his whole career to that yeah. point being that person yeah that's like me just going in and just trying to fight placid from now on yeah this weekend i'm just going to go in and just i'm gonna be a nice guy no fucking way i, w- yeah. I would not fight the way i would you know so yeah. I, th- I think he goes back to his springy style bees a bit of a dick again starts promoting it just believes his own shit i was gonna say that's the fucking that's the juice in it man yeah is he believes everything that he says yeah and there's there's this weird accountability that happens when you're like I'm gonna fucking knock him out in 30 seconds yeah. and it's like well motherfucker you just said that to millions and millions and millions yeah. and millions of people you gotta hold yourself accountable and that's accountable. playing man yeah. that's playing there's like there's a narrative in your head and mm. when you're like this is one of the things I really respect about Josh is he's the narrative that he's spoken about mm. that's in his head he's living that Yeah. a lot of people they can't do that yeah. they can't they can't like be bold say what they're gonna do yeah. in not a cocky way or yeah, what, yeah, a yeah. way that's unfounded yeah. but they state their mission and then they achieve their mission yeah. that's a fucking rare trait to oh, do massive but to do that takes like some fucking nuts off the rip you got, you got because to be, yeah. you, you <laughs> gotta put yourself out there you got, first yeah, you gotta be legit but then you see it's the, the McGregor effect that you had for a while is 
a lot of the guys talking shit, trying to be cool, talking like they're steezy. They're trying to be all these gangster or like yeah. it's earn your stripes. Yeah, you know McGregor when he was like that. When you watch his interviews prior to the UFC, he was really confident. Yeah, but he wasn't, you know, arrogant. When yeah. he got to the UFC, that's when that shit began. He was signed by the UFC before he started doing that shit so yeah. if you've had one fight at the fucking RSL don't walk out with your arms swanging acting like a douche saying talking shit pushing your opponent at the weigh-in yeah. you're just gonna burn your bridges earn your respect Yeah. get to the UFC or get to a big promotion then start marketing it no one's watching you when you've had you know be respectful be professional Yeah. you know if you know even for me now we've got a press conference tomorrow at the um, convention centre respectful as always that's who I am I'm not I'm not like that, but if I had to sell a fight, if, if they, someone if if someone come to you with bullshit though, I'd, I'd you'd do what it took to deal with that, and you'd do it in your own style. Hundred percent. The thing with McGregor, there's a lot of people talking shit about him, mm. and you can either a just say nothing at all, or b you can respond. And when you're as the thing with like McGregor, this was the thing where sorry, I just fully fucking cut you off. Too, yeah, 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 you're um, right. yeah. The thing with McGregor that people don't realize is he's that witty cunt in the gym mm. that will rip you apart yeah whether you can outbox him or you know what i mean yeah. like out grapple him like he's just digging at you he's fucking quick he's witty mm. that's literally who he is yeah like he doesn't have to put that on that's like irish fucking banter yeah, yeah. and he's come from that place yeah. so it's it's not like this contrived <laughs> yeah. thing you're not gonna try if you can't read one page without stuttering in a book you're not going to go out and say that kind of shit. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, yeah. he's been... Whether he was Connor or not, Yeah. you'd be in the gym boxing with him and he would be ripping you to fucking shreds yeah. just as a, as a mate. Like, yeah. So, what you're seeing is, like, this perfect mixture what of... what you get, man. Yeah, yeah, where he come from and the the that tradey culture of, yeah. like, Ireland, you man, know? It's, I suppose, in a different sense, it's the kind of the same as... Like I was saying, he got to the UFC before he started being like that. Though. Like, he was always confident. He was always yeah. witty, but... He he saw his opportunity and went, Dana, 60 G's, baby. Bang. He's instantly... He's had a flash highlight knockout. He had, saw the opportunity. He decided to be cheeky. And that is what he, they was known as. He blew up from that. Yeah. People still go, 60 G's, baby. Yeah. Today. Red penny yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So that's who he became. It's like... It's another thing is like Max Holloway saying he doesn't spar yeah. hard or whatever. Max Holloway is Max Holloway before he decided to do that. Yeah. yeah if if yeah, you yeah. want to be a pro boxer... Heavy credentials yeah, back yeah, in that yeah. statement. Like he's had a lot of fights. If, yeah. if, you know, if you're a, a guy up and coming and, oh, sweet, I don't need to spar hard. Yes, you do. You're going to go into the <laughs> fight and get bashed. When you've had 30 fights professionally yeah. and you're a global freak, yeah. then you can back off on sparring because you're a veteran. You can, you've earned the right yeah. to let your body chill. Yeah. You know? But people just go, oh, kids that have had two fights oh I don't need to spar hard are just going to cruise their whole career no no spar it's the same thing he's earned the, the right, right to do everything the way he's doing and it. people are watching he's getting millions of views yeah. that's why him talking shit him saying something controversial is going to get people buying it mm. if you're fighting at the RSL in front of 300 people you talking shit does nothing but makes you look like an absolute dickhead yeah yeah you're just super out of place yeah like, yeah you're just, like well, just chill bro <laughs> that'd be like That'd be like tweeting a bunch of fucked up shit with zero followers. Yes. You're like, oh, well, who are you talking to? There's no one here listening. Creep. <laughs> <laughs> What's he saying? Uh, I want to... Because I know that they announced the thing. I just wonder, like, the point we're talking about. I wonder if he's, like, going to talk shit now. Um, 
good to hear Dustin. Uh, so Diamond tweets to him, I never slack. I'll meet you in the middle of Octagon July 10th. Oh, wait, should we do a fight companion? What do you mean? In, you know how Rogan does fight companions? We no. Should, we should... What? You never no, watched any of his shit? Oh, no, I've never... Oh, he... So Rogan, they they watch the fights live oh, yeah. and like do the podcast. Oh, we yeah. should definitely do that for Hundo. the fight. We'll get like Hundo. Sell and Miles in here. Nah, done. Um... Yeah, so I never slight meet you in the middle of July 10th. Good to hear, Dustin. I hope so. As last time, you backed up and shot inside the first 30 seconds. I'll be in the middle from the very go if you want. You know that. I'll be ready for the tactics this time too, though. See you in there. Eh, nothing too gnarly. I was expecting some gnarly shit. It'll heat up closer, I reckon. Dude, the f- his call... I get, like The press conferences with Floyd Mayweather oh. was some of the most beautiful. Yeah beautiful linguistics I, I, iconic man I, oh, I, iconic dude like when he came out at that uh, Brooklyn press conference to Biggie yeah, in a yeah. fucking mink coat yeah. and then asked Floyd why he had a fucking school bag when you can't even read like bro you're in yeah. fucking god mode yeah, up there dude yeah it's next level and people are just going oh my god you can't even what do you say to that there would be like you know, you get guys like SNL and Saturday, you know, Saturday yeah. Night Live, and there's teams of writers yeah. that work, write these lines yeah. to do those funny TV shows. That dude is just on stage, yeah. off the cuff, just Improv. bang, yeah. bang, 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 yeah. bang, and you're just like, how mm. the fuck are you doing yeah. this, dude? It's like, mate, it's like Muhammad Ali. All these the greats, they just they just have it. Some people are born with that. You can't just go out and if I went out and tried to be that witty I would just stutter and sound like an idiot and probably be laughed at hey do you know what you'd sound like Colby fucking Covington yes <laughs> that's yeah, exactly yeah, what yeah. you'd sound like <laughs> but that's that, but that's what uh, that's what I was saying like Charles Sonnen <laughs> yeah well dude, he's actually super fucking smart yeah he's a guy. wizard he's, yeah. he's really really smart yeah I really like that dude actually um, but yeah like what, what you said that Conor McGregor that Conor McGregor effect. <laughs> it's correcting the gun on Twitter. Someone tweets, I'll never forget the 14 second knockout that turned Conor McGregor into a superstar. Hashtag follow back. And Conor tweets back, it was 12 seconds. Oh my God. What a fucking G. Just doesn't care, eh? I hope he got the follow. Um, but yeah, there was a bunch of people that tried to do that Conor shit, yeah. aka Colby, like all those. But, and it's just like, who was bruh. that fellow in Bellator? There was a little dude, little Irish dude. I can't remember his name. Oh, no way. Um, there's a little Irish dude who, like, I'm talking, did the beard, did the haircut, got this, like, not the same tattoo, but the same tattoos. Really? In the same spot. Wait, Google even like the, Conor McGregor Bellator look alike. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's got the half sleeve, and he, like, at weigh-ins, would go out and at the like, at the weigh-in was talking shit. It was like the, the same style come out like this with the same like really and he got chinned really bad on why would you do it to he, yourself who's this guy? Um, go, just go. oh is it I think it's Gallagher I think it's that middle one yeah oh he's one of his teammates too oh wow that's so oh let, yeah click on it dude shit. he you, you won't believe how much he's trying to be him and I get that, it I get it but like I don't I don't get it yeah I get it but <laughs> kind of not really and fast it, forward into it right he gets chinned just go to the beginning look how he comes oh out. go back go back oh this this highlights oh, what you haven't won yet G you haven't even and he gets um oh you'll if you see a little bit more on him he's just got this real oh. arrogant stance thing and 
You just ca- oh, and and this fight, like I'm 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 not all yeah. How <laughs> oh, he's that? getting touched. He, dude. he got pumped, but like this he's is getting touched. It's not to say good that that happened, but like, don't come out like a fuckhead. Mm. Like he handled it well on that, but like he came out like such a yeah, such a just a shit person. Like the, <laughs> don't act like that. The perfect example of a dude that's doing it, but not biting anyone's style is Sugar. I fucking I rate love him. that dude I rate man. him he's really good he's not He's not, but he's not being he's, he's being not, himself he's not having personal attacks on people he's just talking confidently he's selling fights he's selling himself as a brand he's not actually going out and saying personal shit about them yeah. you know what I mean I, I love Conor McGregor and I love what he does you know but there was times where he says things about people's families and yeah. shit. It's, that shit's too far man like well he got what was coming to him yeah man, you know? like, through that Khabib man say something about his his you know race or what he says and then yeah and that fight was gnarly he was on top of him talking to him telling him talk now and choked like that's the shit that happens like yeah there's a line that you don't cross because it becomes not just a fight it becomes i'm gonna try and kill you kind of thing well the thing is is that like there isn't like you're not that protected yeah like yeah you, you might you're get, organizing yeah. the fight but it's like fuck that shit dude like they're gnarly people they might kill you outside of this <laughs> yeah and then there's like you know then connor was getting involved with gnarly people because yeah. like, irish people are fucking obviously super gnarly. like it just but that's a that's a thing that i think what that comes down to is people playing like so there would be connor that that would be chilling with his wife and kids yeah that'd be that connor yeah. and then there's the connor that's at the wearing the mink coat walking w- out to, wwe yeah, yeah yeah and it's like as soon as you forget or you blur those lines and that dude steps off stage onto a private jet with like yep. a bunch of fucking rack and you know what yeah. i mean like yeah. and then it's just like the stage is just transferring over and yeah. then that dude's on a yacht it's like oh you've actually there's like a yeah. gap now between like that dude and this yeah you're spending more t- time in this dude than, yeah. than that guy so the whole Jake Paul thing, man. Jake Paul's just like he's crossing lines left, right, and center. Like, the way he acts, the things he says, even just like he only follows um two people, and it's McGregor's wife and someone else's wife. <laughs> They're the only two people he follows. It's pretty dope, trolls though. Uh, it's it's like, he- it's, it's hectic. It's like, hectic, like, trolls. And, and don't get me wrong, like everyone bags him out. He's I'm a bit of a fan, but he's just. He does really shit things. Yeah. So I'm on the fence with it because I don't know, but he um because you just don't you, you don't want to support like I, that type of behavior. Yeah, like, dude. But, I kind of get but, where you're going, but but, it, but it's so entertaining. Yeah. So I'm yeah. just like somewhere in between. I'm like you're steezy, you're cool, you're working hard, you're actually boxing pretty well. He's gonna yeah. he's gonna kill Askren. You reckon? He's gonna kill Askren. Yeah. Fuck. Pretty gnarly. I, eh? I, I don't want I don't want to bag MMA, but can you do me a favor and type in um Ben Askren's boxing? It's pretty bad. It's. It looks like you know. It was also pretty bad, though, dude. <laughs> the body slap. That was terrible. Oh, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, uh, is that? Yeah. You could probably go that. Yeah. Top. That, yeah. Just any video. Any, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you click into anything. Uh, dude, good on Ben Askren. Massive. Though, bro. Massive. Good on yeah. Ben Askren. The last time. He's the last person I would think that would ever do this, dude. Yeah, he's probably the last person that should do this. But <laughs> like but in terms of like putting yourself out there, the thing is though, if if he wins Oh my god. completely changes the narrative around Jorge Masvidal yes. decapitating him. Yep. That kinda has to happen if you better yeah, ask him. Look look at you, look at the box and it's um 
It's not clean <laughs> or crisp. I wonder though, like it's scary, bro. Because honestly, like again, armchair quarterback. Anyone listening? I don't know fuck all about boxing. Oh my God. Barely put gloves on in my life, but you can see. Stop looking, buddy. You, oh, it's a bit <laughs> um, but you can see when somebody can box, right? Yeah. And Jake Paul actually looks like he can box. Yeah. And he's he's hit like there's some sparring videos, um, uh, which lo- you don't know. Like who, you can never go off that. Who he's sparring? But it's know? good shots that he's yeah. thrown and good shots in. One good shot followed by another good shot yeah. followed by another good shot, he, he which can, is called a combination. Yeah. yeah, and he's tough. He can brawl. He's he has been boxing consistently. He has been um, training with some really high level professional boxers that yeah. have been world level. Like he's he's got good. Co- oh yeah, here we yeah. go. He's good. got he's got good coaches, and you got to remember yeah, he go. he is a big boy. Like it doesn't matter. Like, oh yeah, like, he's thick, dude. Like don't get me wrong, he's not great but he's he's if he boxed someone that can't box they're fucked yeah you know and he's got a lot of power and the biggest thing is you see him fight he doesn't have fear he just goes in and kills he doesn't care and you know you get someone like Askren who can't really box he's gonna step in and throw a couple of big shots Askren's man he fucked yeah like and you know I'm not saying Jake Paul can can box but he's definitely committing himself to it he's got a lot of power he's got a lot of grit and he's, he's committing so yeah um you even just look at the difference man it's i'm telling you this fight well it, dude Askren just had a fucking hip replacement like it'll, legit. Be, it'll, it'll be a first round knockout Jake, jake's gonna kill him fucking, i don't know if i'm ready for like the internet after oh he does God. that like so can you imagine <laughs> if he wins but <laughs> like okay i live in the internet like it's yeah, my job yeah. to be on the internet i love it so holy good. fuck it's so i'm savage. not excited i'm i am excited, but NBA, I'm not excited. Like, like the nba <laughs> memes from that <laughs> that was so bad bro it was but it's the internet if this shit happens you you're putting yourself out there like you fight on the world stage especially him he's got so many trolls and internet guys that are just watching him talk. they would have applications open mm. ready for screenshotting and editing oh. photos like they would oh. be sitting there waiting for the boop a hundred percent so but yeah I don't know I I would like to see like I said I, I'm I'm a fan of Jake but I'm not but at the same time like I'd love to see him fight someone who can actually box yeah and, and one thing I did actually get not respect for him but he did an interview about um, Canelo Alvarez saying that in a few years but so he he openly said he wouldn't fight him um, and he open, openly said you know I, I think he said something a little bit disrespectful about him too but he he knows his place like he knows he's not a boxer a, like he knows he can box better than a, a lot of people but he knows he's not a high level boxer like yeah. the fights like Canelo he said oh a few years like it won't happen ever but at least he is openly aware he's not going going I'm going to knock out Canelo and beat Floyd Mayweather yeah. like, he, he's fighting guys that like Ben Askren and NBA players that can't box. Like, I wonder know. what's next for him. This is like, what I mean. Let's say if he wins, I'd because love, yeah. at some point he's going to have to fight a boxer, right? Well, he fought some random KSI's he, brother. Yeah, which well, just like that doesn't count. Then you fought an NBA player who's an athlete at least. Then you fight an Askren who's an MMA fighter who can't. The worst, probably the worst. Like, literally never thrown a punch inside the yeah, octagon and, and ever. This is no disrespect, but he's probably one of the worst strikers in the whole entire industry. Like as far as. <laughs> Yeah, like, that's true. Like, like, it's so, uh, like yeah, what do you say? Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And, yeah, what and, do you say? And then, good on him for doing what he's done. But, <laughs> um, but then you get, then what? Okay, you're going to fight a Muay Thai fighter, 
and then you're going to fight a kickboxer and then you're going to fight an actual boxer a what, swimmer yeah, yeah well, but, but, but you're slowly integrating into actual fighters yeah, yeah. you're going to knock out a USC star who's got a massive following who's done amazing things who's fought at that top level is there going to be now after that you have to fight a boxer you can't just go back and fight an NBA player after you yeah. fought a guy that's in the USC you have yeah. to now fight someone who's legitimate so and the problem is is the more that he wins the more that pressure's getting built up yeah. with him still not actually fighting a proper fighter and he's pretty big like uh, depending on how what his weight is I don't really know if this is a catch weight or if they're meeting at the same weight because he's a lot bigger than Askren he looks like a different division when you see them next to each other yeah um Will he be fighting someone at light heavy or like he's fighting big boys? Yeah, true, like, huh? You know, it's one thing fighting someone your weight that looks like Askren. Yeah. That, you know, doesn't punch hard, but then it's fighting a guy who actually is built for that weight. Like, I just. I wonder what his, like, I wonder what his niche could be, you know, like, because you kind of, yeah, you can't keep doing what he's doing with it's, it's going to die eventually like after this fight it's going to be like if he now if he, he's going to go out and knock out Askren like 100% but what happens after that is he's going to go are you putting any money on it? there's probably going to be terrible odds you reckon? I'll probably put money on Askren knocking him out because I'll just for the odds I, I'll get millions of dollars yeah back. yeah yeah uh, but yeah I, I'm not a big better man I'm a verbal better I don't yeah, know, actually but I lose like 15 bucks at the cast and I'm like yeah, torn up for a week. Though. I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same. Uh, yeah, I'm horrible. Um, I won't even buy a fucking scratchy. No, no. Uh, I work, we work too hard for our coin, bro. <laughs> yeah. We know what it's like to be on the other end, so we, we cherish that shit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it'll it'll get old. He'll knock out Askren and he'll go, now what? Yeah. Dude, the, fu- the money fight is him finding his brother. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. Could you imagine it, it, that? It wouldn't surprise me. It would not. They serve. will do it. Yeah, I would, One, yeah, those boys. Like, I'm actually a big fan. Oh, shout out to the Blazers too, by the way. I think he'll um boy I, on the pads with the Blazers. I'm fucking with that. Yeah, um, I, I think he'd bash Logan. Yeah, you reckon? Mm. Yeah, I wonder if the Logan Floyd thing's gonna happen. Is that confirmed? Is that a thing? Well, I think it got postponed. Like they had a date and shit for it. Yeah, because dude, Logan moved to Puerto Rico to train. Like, he's literally moved to Puerto Rico. And yeah, he's right. going to, like, stay over there and just have, like, a camp. Apparently, Jake reckons he's moving out there as well with him. Yeah, right. But um, that would be an insane fight. Like, money, money-wise. Like, and, dude, just to think about... you can't Like, you have to be interested in this for what it is, too. In terms of, like, here's a YouTuber yep. that literally was a fucking Nickelodeon kid. <laughs> And then created a YouTube channel and then slowly over time just got gnarlier and gnarlier yeah. and gnarlier to the point where he's like pretty much the internet's biggest troll yeah. and making fucking millions man. And he's, fighting people. And, and he doesn't care, man. He's got that much money and he hangs out. You see him hanging out with all the rappers and he's hanging out with porn stars. <laughs> like he's just like, this does not care. He just, whatever he wants to do, he does. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I suppose capitalizing to get to where he has is huge. Yeah. Like he's done unreal, and the fact that he's actually boxing pretty well. Like he's for someone who isn't a boxer who hasn't been doing it their whole life. Yeah, he's doing really well. But yeah, I'm. I'll. I don't know what's going to happen, man. But I'm going to be watching the whole entire thing. I reckon. Dude, yeah, I'm fucking with it. Yeah, <laughs> for, for sure. And like I said at the beginning, bro, I'm all for the the influences and the. I want to be a part of making some shit happen. For some of the Aussie local man, yeah, let's I've, fucking get I've, let's get it. Puppet. I've been saying this for ages. Carlos from uh, CNBT, I was talking to him yeah, about ma- making a uh, battle of the bands, have a fight show with all the Australian musicians. Get Carlos, get That'd Sticky Fingers, get just like yeah. get all these guys. Yeah, 
match weights, get headgear, get 16s, whatever, and have the battle of the bands and have a fucking mu- musician fight night. And then I get like influencers versus, versus amateurs and get like the influencers not fighting other influencers, getting them actually, yeah, you know, it'd be cool to... I don't know. I think like I, it, this shit interests me. It brings more viewing. It brings more money. Yeah. It brings more attention. And then when they, you know, say if a fan watches him fight and goes, "Oh wow," then they watch a legit fight and they go, "Oh my god, he actually sucks." Like you yeah. can see the difference. It, yeah. it, it creates more fans. I, I reckon that's cool, man. I, I like more attention. Yeah, and I think that especially in boxing, you know, like boxing definitely, dude, like even before Connor Floyd it's like it, it just wasn't like there's just not that many like straight boxing pay-per-views that you want to watch this shit brings people in and like you said mm. you got the undercard like the Roy Jones Mike Tyson fight I'd love to see that again oh. with those two like actually 100%. like really having a fucking proper yeah, a yeah. proper crack you know and, and it's easy to say oh they're old and I don't want to see them fight but I do, I do. fuck <laughs> that shit Dude, 100% then the, the comeback of Mike Tyson back into mainstream like that, there's a lot of shit like if you really zoom out and look at boxing with the whole picture of what's going on yeah. there's a lot going on like even just the fact that mike tyson is now a hugely influential public figure again yeah, yeah. like he's a boxer yeah and he's a mainstream his podcast is fucking huge yeah. like he's and, with- and he went from all that shit he was doing at the beginning to a bloody family movies man like he was yeah. getting done with rape accusations and he's in family movies as like a, a comedian you know like he's another person who's just like transcended what you should be able to do yeah know? So, yeah, it's fucking hectic. It's hey, cool. speaking of uh, speaking of influencers boxing, so I'm doing a challenge at some point this year, mm. and I'm doing 30 days of jiu-jitsu, 60 sessions, so 61-hour sessions in a month. Yeah. And Sammy is going to box 60 yeah. sessions. Sick. We need to get you coaching Sammy. Yeah, done. But it needs to start now-ish. Okay. Because... I don't think he realizes how hard that's going to be. I actually don't even think he wants to do it, but it's kind of one of those things that yeah. he, he has to do. Yeah. But um, yeah, what do you reckon you could do with a guy like Sammy in, in 60? You, you wouldn't be able to do the full 60 sessions. It'd be it, too much on you. Man, if I if I could do like even three a week. Let's let, let's game plan if, with him. If I, if I could do three a week, even three hour sessions a week, man, I could like you, with the right attention, man, you can change someone from here to here. Yeah, man, I could, I could do heaps. Even the boys that I'm working with now, just doing like, you know, two or three hours a week. I, I with whether it's Jackson, whether it's Wade, or whether it's Miles, or whether it's Sol, I'm just tweaking things, changing things. You know, man, they're different boxes now than they were a month ago. So, yeah, I reckon heaps of progression, man. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. So, yeah, we're doing this. Um, I'm just calling it Immersion Month. Yeah, sick. And it's just Immersion Month on the podcast. And I'm just going to encourage anybody that listens to the podcast to just pick something, whether yep. it's like meditation, reading, whatever. You get two a days for a month. Pick your fucking poison. Sick. And uh, and make it happen. I'm going to do jujitsu. It's going to be fucking torture. Yeah. Like, it's going to be extremely hard. Yeah. Um, because there's something to be said, man, like, and I think that um, it's probably, it's definitely something that I'm envious of professional athletes just for this. Like, yeah. you can envy this part and then you don't envy all the bullshit that goes no. along with it. No. But the fact that your life is quite simple, really. Mm. It's get up, 
get better at boxing get better at being a human get your body better go to sleep do it again yeah periodically i go in the ring and i test that against somebody else of equal level to me yeah i win i lose and then i do it again yeah and then i do that until i'm 35 that's like a that's a really uh that's a really simple and beautiful existence in just that particular obviously there's press conferences there's fucking weight cuts there's sponsors there's all injuries you know it's not a bed of roses but that core of the process of getting better every day and that being at the top of your priority list i'm jealous of that life i think it and i think that i've i've had a taste of that before with like jujitsu camps that i've done where you're 10 days it's all you think about just jujitsu yeah and it's just such a great experience yeah and i i'm excited to do this month because of that like it's going to be super hard but just to you know prioritize everything around that month i want to spend the podcast that month talking about fitness recovery nutrition you know all sorts of things that can aid in your i guess just human performance okay but yeah to just be on that grind in that way like it's quite a fulfilling thing right and not a lot of people get to experience what you get to every day in that sense yeah man it's massive it's it's a really cool concept actually I, i do like that um yeah it's it's different man being able to do what you want to do 24 7 it's 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 this surreal experience man and i'm gonna enjoy that as long as i can but yeah it would, it would be nice I've, I've been actually talking to a few of the boys i'd like to do some jits and yeah, right. wrestling eventually yeah don't think i'd compete but outside of my boxing camps or whatever i'd love just to be able to do that man like i'm so competent in stand-up I'm yeah so competent kicking and punching and clinching and elbowing and but if man you tackle the other <laughs> have you ever done any of it ah uh, not really not yeah. really bits and pieces but not not really like i'm i'm strong in the clinch like even on the stand-up with some of my tie sweeps and stuff but the second obviously it becomes a wrestle or something like that it's a different world like i was only the jackson probably about two months ago um he grabbed me and was mucking around and i um he tried to wrestle me and we had a bit of a a wrestle i got on i mounted him and we had a bit and um everyone was like oh that was actually pretty cool and i'm like i had no idea what i was doing i was just, yeah. I was just trying to manhandle and then like a week later he comes up to me he tries to do it again and i was like here we go so i, I tie swept him and i just swept him under his back we were losing our shit laughing i thought it was over i was like oh yeah sweet yeah, sweet yeah, him. yeah he like bum crawled up to me and hooked his feet on the inside of my knees and like pushed yeah. my legs out and on of my natural instincts to like clamp my legs and on my hammy it's just kind of twang and like oh. I, I had a class that night oh. and i couldn't walk for like three days just from that and i'm like wow like this is just a different world um so yeah i'd like to do some bits and pieces when i obviously whether whether it's from retiring from boxing or if it's outside of camp because you know there's some injuries and yeah you know you roll and you pop your shoulder or you hurt your finger or yeah you your fingers just shit like that so yeah knees and stuff but um i've already like, i reckon if you roll with james you'd be sweet he'll just like some of the high level boys like they yeah. completely fuck you up like with, yeah you have zero chance yeah but in terms of just control and yeah. them knowing like he's just so good yeah with his body awareness and shit you know what i mean like he could bail out of anything that was gonna yeah, yeah that yeah. was gonna hurt you that what you don't want to do is roll with people that aren't yeah. super high level it's like sparring with guys that don't know what they're doing you're always gonna end up yeah hurting yourself for some awkward is it a big step that you have got to spar dudes like dennis 
originally yeah it was, it was huge it's but in terms of like your what that does for your career oh like yeah, that's yeah. a pretty big thing for him to do Ma- or like massive. for you guys to be able to spar yeah yeah it's awesome so like when I first started sparring those boys it was um Dennis I saw him with DDP which was Den- Dennis's oh, originally yeah, which yeah. is Dennis's yeah, promotion yeah, yeah. Um, and Dennis was training for I think it was Mongolia I think it was or maybe a fight before that um, and then he was just trying to source out sparring and I was still sp- man my first few fights I actually had more fights than I had sparring sessions I never sparred I just like would just jump in on a couple of days notice and just fight and then I'd do like one spar for the whole next camp and it was weird like I was just sparring random people random because that, that'd be quite hard about being a boxer is like yeah. finding the right people the to right spar. sparring yeah. the right people you can trust that aren't gonna whether it's leak footage or the right people that aren't gonna try and kill you that respect each other the guy yeah. at the same weight someone that's you know similar to the guy you're fighting you want to get a similar style yeah whether they're fast or strong or whatever um and then um, dennis has even said to me he goes we were going to you know give you some rounds with us because he goes you know give the guy a go like he's, he's yeah. signed with us you know he'll be right um and uh and then with jade mitchell as well from melbourne he said the same thing oh you know benny he's signed with them so we'll give him some rounds and then you know after i did some rounds with them they were like oh kick, you're actually an asset kick and box kind of thing and then um, it's massive for me if you have people like Dennis, Jeff, Jade, all those guys go, oh, your sparring's actually valuable. Let's, yeah, yeah. Let's keep yeah. on. Originally, man, that's surreal for me. It was so, so cool. Been watching these guys fight for years on the telly and to be able to be in the ring with them and throwing punches at each other was cool. But um, yeah, with Dennis, it was through DDP. So we started sparring and then we're like, this is gelling really well because he was yeah. fighting um, Jamie Mungaya. He's a, he's a lord, yeah. eh? Yeah, he's, he's so such good. a good dude. And he's honestly the best human eh? like yeah. he's just a genuine yeah. a genuine genuine human um and you know so he we, so he had that fight with Mongolia, and then up to that camp he's like your would be perfect sparring for him because he's long he's strong he throws a lot of power shots he stays on you yeah and um i believe we got him perfect for that fight i feel like that camp was perfect and he boxed beautifully i thought he won that fight and you know the whole world did but that was when he the in mexico yeah yeah and you got yeah, and you got yeah. you got stitched up over there that but was a bit of a yeah big time but you know and then we kept on for the fights after that and then we did the rounds for the jeff horn and for the zarafa camps and for the tim camp um and did the jade mitchell's camp when he brought Kashinov. and then you know just i think it's once you start doing rounds with him people go oh well he must have something so then it's like some, a cosign yeah someone else contacts you and then they do rounds and they go fuck his rounds are really good and so yeah we've been doing a lot of rounds with jack bowen jack bowen's been helping us out he's two divisions heavier but he's um unreal sparring man he's so strong he's quick he's slick he's perfect for pretty much anyone you'd like to spar and we've been mixing it in with a lot of speedy guys as well to try shark, shark tank us and um yeah it's really really cool man every time you spar with one of these guys you learn something yeah you know, if you think you're up around they come back and beat you the next round so you have to go back and beat them the next round it's just like a constant progression it, no no weeks the same if you beat them one week they'll come back and light you up and you'll just go what the fuck That's a, that was a different sparring session and then you go back mm. week three and then you beat them because you've been thinking about it all week and they feel complacent because they're beating you you come back and beat them so yeah it's, it's been a really sick learning curve for me and to be able to get the rounds with these world class guys has been sick and I'm feeling really comfortable in there, man. I'm feeling like we're, you know, the fact that they they keep calling me back and using yeah. me. Yeah. Every that it, that does say a lot to you, yeah, personally. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that that's kind of like a just a big part of martial arts in general. You know, is like yeah. training partners because yeah. there's a weird, it's a weird thing, eh, when you're like bashing your mate. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's fucking good for you, mate. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah you'll be It's right. good for me. It's yeah, good for yeah. you. Let's just get it done. Yeah, and, and man, if it helps them, and at the end of the day, we're just helping each other. We're just helping each other progress. It's all love, you know. We're not trying to kill each other. If you hit someone and you hurt them and they 
you know, crunch or they... Backing off them a little bit and you, give you, them a chance. Yeah, you yeah. pull them off and you make sure they're okay, you know, you, um, you hit them and you injure them, you stop, you go, yeah. right, this is an injury here, we need to go assess this, you know. Um, there's a lot of stuff like that, but um, yeah, man, it's been sick. It's been so, so good. Like, I've been used for the last few fight camps, like everyone that's been fighting Tim Zoo. I've yeah. been getting the call for that. It's like a long-rangey kind of fighter, pop shot sharp kind of thing. So, I, I see it as a massive compliment, Is man. he, like, would he be your main guy that you're you want to take yeah like it's that's it, like your goal yeah. your goal here yeah like it's not going to happen man he, he's bordering um he's got too much he's he's a, he's a few steps ahead he's got yeah. i love it don't get me wrong i'd take that fight tomorrow tonight right now i'd yeah. fight i'd fight him this weekend off the back of fighting chris i don't care um but you know he's just he's he's too far ahead he's had regionals he's beat jeff he beat dennis he's now on the cusp of potentially world titles yeah t- okay. t- so like for me to say, oh, I want to fight him, it's, it's kind of pointless because it's not going to happen right now. Um, eventually, he'll be at the top. Eventually, I'll be at the top. If I fight him, I fight someone else or I, whatever happens. Um, but ideally, if I could get that fight, he's the pinnacle of Australian boxing right now. He's Yeah, because in my head, I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, if we're really going to have like a cool cool big fight to talk some shit about, like that's oh, the fight. To, oh, that's like the big Aussie fight I want to th- see. That's the fight I would want. I, I think, you know... As, as apart from me, apart from him, yeah, man. Like, there's a couple of big guys at the top. I'd, I'd I would fight anyone above me in, in Australia. Mm-hmm. I, I would, I'm confident I could fight and beat anyone above me in Australia. So if if I could get that fight, it'd be dope. It would be so sick. But it's there's others there that you can take. It's it's almost not worth talking about because it's, yeah. it's just not going to happen. Yeah, know? yeah. That's just that's just the I suppose the ruling of boxing. Yeah, you know? yeah. So you got. Let's lay out this fight week for the rest of the week, and then yep. we'll get you out of here no, to um to get you on your merry way to uh, fucking kill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so what's what's the rest of this week look like for you? Um, this week, man, like today, I've got. A, what am I doing today? I've we've been we've been boxing pretty late at night at the moment. Just um, speaking, oh, to speak, get ready for yeah. Speaking yeah. to Craig the other day, he goes, "You should probably box maybe at like eight thirty nine ish, and this even if it's just roll through some light rounds just to get regulate my body to fight time." So um, I'll probably go home, have like an hour nap. Cause fight day always, I always have like even if it's just an hour, half hour, just to lay down, turn the body off, and then I'll go, um, probably check my weight, and then have a little bit of a feed. Go train at about eight thirty tonight. Yeah. Um, I've already run today. Um, did the jumper thing, and then I'll just keep keep her checking my weight. Tonight will be my last hit, and then I'm done. Um, then tomorrow morning, go get my haircut, check my weight, maybe go for a light jog in the morning, just depending on where my weight is. Um, then we got a press conference we're all meeting all the I think the four top fights we're all meeting up and we're all having a chat um, at the convention centre and then tomorrow Ivy I'll probably just go it just depends man like if I go and my weight's pretty good tomorrow I'll have like a light feed in the RV um, and I'll just prep I'll just get clean the house get all my shit clean ready yeah clean, get all my <laughs> shit ready for the fight man yeah. pack all my bags um, my partner's got us a, an apartment in Brody so that's Sick. directly across from it so we can kind of get that away feel yeah yeah it gives you do you like that feeling yeah like yeah. It, it's good that makes sense actually yeah, it's good because if I get out of bed I'm very complacent I'm very like alright we're going somewhere kind of, if, I, if we're in an apartment you know you wake up with the fresh sheets you get the cool air con yeah you, you get that really nervous there's jitter, purpose there you're there yeah, for a reason jittery feeling yeah. yeah you feel like you're yeah you feel like you're in I don't know. You feel like you're in a different world almost. Yeah, so no, I get that. So we were doing that. She got the apartment for us. So that was awesome. So we'll go back our stuff and go there. Um, and then we got weigh-in Friday. But it, it, I think I'll just cut the weight mostly either either tomorrow night or I'll do it Friday morning. Do you cut a lot of weight? 
about seven, six or seven kilos. Nothing, and are you, no, do you water load to do that? No, 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 no I, really? just, I just calorie cut me. I have like 4,000 calories a day. Yeah. That's like my maintenance with all my training. So I just progressively cut down. So you do um, all that shit yourself, the yeah, weight cut stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, easy, easy work for me. I've been... You've been doing it a long time. Yeah, a long time. So it's just kind of like... Man, right now I feel amazing. I had three three meals, a protein shake, and a smoothie yesterday, and um, and I lost weight coming into the day. Wow! Um, I had brekkie this morning. I had a light lunch. I'll have a good dinner. I'll have a really good dinner tonight, um, and I'll have a light brekkie tomorrow morning, and then assess from there. Um, and then if I can get down to about seventy three and a half, seventy three, I know I got about that of water weight. I have got about three kilos of water weight on me. Yeah, yeah. So I'll um I'll just sauna. I use Blakey at a BMF. I go and use their sauna and just put bloody that petroleum jelly all over you you chuck some sweaties on and you sit in there for an hour or two and yeah yeah what's that what is that jelly stuff that you <laughs> oh, no, josh just gets me he just slathers me up in it and then it draws out the sweat yeah, out of I, you. I think it so opens your pores and pulls it out so you chuck something you just lather, you lather yourself up in it i chuck a couple of long sleeves on a hoodie just chuck some tunes on and lay in the sauna punish myself for a little bit and then i'll be on the way i think I might do it Thursday Harvey because I like to the, the least de- time dehydrated the best the better yeah yeah so I'd, maybe Friday morning would be ideal but sometimes you're strung for time and stuff but yeah um, if I can get that done Thursday night then I'll just have a little bit of water before bed knock out and then just sleep all day Friday until weighing we're weighing in at midday so it's um we got a little bit of extra time an extra six hours to probably, yeah that's that's another two meals man that's massive because usually you weigh in at six pm the night before yeah you fight at six pm then or nine pm the next night you only get twenty four hours weighing it at 12 so I'll eat lunch and then I'll get to eat dinner instead of just having a big dinner and going to bed yeah and then being full on that yeah yeah, yeah. Cause there's no point of feeling gluggy so it gives you an extra time to get one or two meals in so I should walk in at about maybe 76 I reckon I'll yeah what, is that what you walk around at normally yeah, 76 yeah. yeah so I'll fight at 69.85 and then yeah well, I'm always lean like I'm always fit I, ne- I never blow out yeah. like I've never ever I think I've blown out once when I went to Europe like three years ago and I still didn't blow out that bad I, I'd I like to keep fit. I like to keep training. Opportunities coming from Thai boxing, bro. Opportunities yeah, come all the time. Yeah, you just got to be like, yo, yep, take it, let's go, kind of thing. One week peak, and then go fight. So, yeah, just man, just chill, cut weight. All the all the hard box. Like tonight's my last hit. So yeah. then I'm just going to chill, visualize, relax, hang with the lady, get the house sorted, and off we go, man. I'm excited for you, bro. Okay. It's been uh, it's been cool being around you um, for probably the last twelve months, just seeing you do your thing, and um, yeah, you're a cool cat with a really good outlook um, on life, on sport, and um, yeah, it's just cool to watch like the upward trajectory, and uh, yeah. and I hope it keeps going. I really appreciate, it, man. I appreciate you getting me on today and having the chat. Been a pleasure gone through a lot of topics that's <laughs> yeah, good eh? it's been awesome three hours a long time you can was well, it three hours pretty much man we oh like we got 15 minutes if you want to kill another 15 minutes oh to say you did it three hours but what world are we living in that went so quick does go quick in here crazy. bro this is the crazy. vortex it's crazy this is why there's no windows there's no <laughs> yeah, no distractions nah, you got no fucking it's actually easy easier to do than what you think yeah I had no idea we were here for that long. That's crazy. Yeah, that's why I actually didn't even brief you on the fact that it was going to be three hours. I didn't know whether you had anywhere to be or... That's right. No, I've just got to go see DT and pick up some some Ruka stuff um, f- for the weigh-in and stuff like that. Um, that's it, man. No, it's good chill. Sick, dude. Uh, appreciate you getting me on, man. No, I really appreciate you coming on. Hopefully, um, anyone that's listening uh, that's in the Gold Coast area... Where's the actual fight? It's at the Convention Center. Convention Center, Center Coast, yeah. yeah. So, I'm unfortunately, I'm going racing. Otherwise, I would that's right, definitely that's been right. there. I'll be at one of them for sure. Yep. yep. Um, and yeah, let's get that dub. And um, 
fucking make it happen. I'll talk so to you far. when I'm the Aussie champ, brother. Dude, right? Aussie champ coming we'll, up. We'll come back and we'll put the belt here. Yeah, man. Yeah, you, honestly, you're welcome whenever, whenever you want. And we should do some fight companions. We watch like the yeah. Supercross races. Yeah. So we like all get in here and Supercross goes on. Yeah, and yeah, we, like yeah. sit and watch it. It's a pretty good time. Nah, okay. You just let me know. I'll be here. Sounds Done. good, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you, Ronan. <laughs>